Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. And welcome to another edition of Grapsity right here on your Saturday. I'm Will Washington. And I'm not alone here because I'm also joined by Mr. Philip Lindsay. We are in the building. Um, professionally in the building, it feels like. Uh... I don't know. Can you guys hear me in the headphones? Microphone check. <laughs> oh, check one, two in the building. It's your boys. Yeah, we sounding good out here, I think, today. Sounding really good. Wow. Why are we sounding so good? And by, what? by the way, Righteous Reg also here. Oh, in the building. But let us know why we're sounding so good. Well, let, let me first let you know who I am. It's your boy, Righteous Reg, media man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. We're sounding great here today because the homies at Road hooked your boys up with some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful podcasting equipment. We got headphones. We got mics. We got arms. We got all kind of stuff. We're sounding amazing. The homies at Road really hooked us up, and uh, I appreciate it so much because my mic was broken. This came through like nothing ever could totally come through. So shout out to the homies at Road for representing for your boys at Grapsity. We really appreciate it so much. Y'all are super dope. 
shout out road thank you so much uh nice big old package that showed up and oh uh, all the God. equipment in it yeah that christmas was christmas morning that's <laughs> christmas morning open up that box like wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. so yeah good times man it's, it's, it's time. crazy when i really think about how much stuff kind of changed after the vegas trip like yeah because this was this has been in the works since the vegas trip so. since the yeah. vegas trip yeah mm-hmm it just shit legit the whole year everything that ha- that's happened <laughs> since gravity has been insane like every month it's like oh this really cool thing's gonna happen and then you forget about it and then you're like oh yeah this cool thing's gonna happen there's still yeah. cool things coming up hint hint wink wink there, nudge, nudge. there's still cool things um I mean, I guess I will say it now. So we've had interviews for a while. I'm not going to say who we've got coming up, but uh, we've had interviews for a while. Um, But one of the things that's been pointed out to us is that, man, y'all have interviewed indie talent. Y'all have interviewed a lot of AEW talent. Y'all haven't interviewed any WWE talent. That's a hurdle we've cleared. Mm. (laughs) Like Bianca Uh, Belair and Colin, boy, we hit them hurdles. We go right over them hurdles, man. This is Bianca. That it's not Bianca Belair. I'm just saying that's just the metaphor I'm using. Yeah, you know, your boys are in the building very soon. Yeah, so we've got some interviews coming up. Hunter brought us back, like he brings. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I will say, (coughs) excuse me, but I will say that had a lot to do with it. That uh, Hunter brought us back. (laughs) That it was a thing where. Uh, when we inquired this time around, we were basically told, uh, oh yeah, those are way easier to clear now. Uh, there's not a whole lot of red tape to go through anymore. So you're good. Love it. So, uh, we've got stuff, we've got stuff coming up, uh, and we got friends of the show coming on. We've got interviews still, they're coming. And I, I will say Gra- Rap City interviews are some of my favorite things we get to do. Another thing that's going to be one of my favorite things we get to do is Ask Rap City, which is a thing that we talked about last week as part of Fightful Select. Uh, and we're going to be doing that this coming week. I think Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a fun time. Uh, yeah. Get your questions ready in case you got them, because we're going to be talking about pretty much everything uh on ask rhapsody yeah the questions we don't get to when you guys are in the the chats just like what about this like submit all that stuff we'll get into everything yeah we'll get we'll get into everything uh we're also don't forget to you know main grapsity you know we're talking about side grapsity stuff we got interviews we got uh extra podcasts coming but this is just regular Grapsity. Every Saturday, noon Eastern, nine Pacific. We're here right now. Leave us a thumbs up right here um, on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. If not, that's okay. Uh, give us a like. Give us. I could tell wherever you're watching, there's some way to just like thumbs up this content. So definitely give us that. Send us your super chats, your humper chats, um, and we will do our best to read everything we get today. I try to scroll through literally everything um all right there we go uh, i couldn't get the humper chats to pull up during day after dynamite and so i was getting like really frustrated at that oh, uh shit. but <laughs> uh but now they're here and by the way day after dynamite your boy day after dynamite is now on main fightful Let's so go. check that out every thursday because i'm there uh check out all of the fightful content um there's great stuff every every day there's fightful content and you know what um 
even though Day After Dynamite is no longer on Fightful Overbooked, I still believe in Fightful Overbooked. I still believe that you should check out Fightful Overbooked and check out the content on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, and because there's just so many great minds and so many great names, um, including some in the chat right now, um, doing their thing over on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, and I know Jeremy is looking to replace, to fill the void on Thursdays that uh, Day After Dynamite occupied. So It's a big uh, void. Yeah. So, um, but, but uh, all is good. I, I had a really great episode this week and I've got another really great one coming up this week. Uh, and we'll announce who the guest is there. Day after dynamite, baby. You know what, Phil, really quick. I'm, you know, I'm an up and I'm done with Chicago having all the best things. I binge watch Southside and it's like <laughs> Southside is the funniest show. Oh, oh my God. How does Chicago continue to do it again? Like they dominating the music they get, in the world, bro. I'm sorry. They get all the wrestling shows. They have all the dopest rappers. And then they have this funny ass show. That's amazing. And everybody loves all the hella black people. I'm tired of y'all. I want some credit over here. California. We got weed. And I mean, wait, 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 wait. What? Okay. So yeah, Chicago is dope, but. It's not like California's lacking. <laughs> <laughs> not like everything ever is based out of California. No, right. Not. Like, I mean, I'm sitting here from Colorado. We got South yeah. Park, and that's about it. Yeah. But, like. Uh, you don't really have a big dog, Roman Reigns, in this fight. No, we don't. So, nah, I, Chicago, of course, one of the dopest cities in the world. Mm-hmm. California is is the state i mean literally california where its own country isn't it still like the fifth biggest economy in the world or something along those lines uh it's it's awful it's horrible (laughs) i don't want to talk about money if it's concerning california (laughs) (laughs) so and look i'm originally from california that's my Mm -hmm. home that's the place i still try to go back to as often as i can matter of fact i can't believe i've taken this is I've taken three trips to California this year. Yeah. Uh, and that's been. Come on, man. Been... Jet, jet setting, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For real. Man, my man been on planes this year, bro. I'm saying. Uh, I mean, look, th- I, the secret to it for me is that uh, I am a flight sleeper. I, uh, as a matter of fact, I do have a funny story about my last flight. That's important. But uh, I sleep through. I think that's your flights are at 1 a.m. when you're running. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, for the most part, I don't know what it is, but I have not been awake through a flight in years. I literally just sit down and then pass out. And uh, you know, now that I think about it, every time that I met you at the airport, you always looked very refreshed and like ready. I'm like, what's midnight, bro? Why are you ready to go? (laughs) You had a great little flight. But honestly, the funniest one was uh, my most recent flight to California, which was just two weeks ago. Um, I sat down on the plane and passed out as soon as i boarded uh and i i was zone one so i was like one of the first to board i sat down passed out and uh then i wake up kind of refreshed just normal and the first thing i do is i look at my phone and it says uh alert your flight has been delayed an hour and a half and i'm like whoa i missed a flight delay like apparently and i turned to the person next to me and i'm like what happened and they said uh there was an engine issue and uh they had to send maintenance and like they almost got us off the plane you missed the whole that part (laughs) they like you missed everything i missed all of that shit because uh, my flight was set to leave at 9 45 a.m 
the alert I got on my phone, it says your new departure time is 11. And I looked at that and I'm like, wait, there was a new departure time? I missed all of that? And yeah, they were like, yeah, there was a maintenance issue. They had to send people. It was a mess. Everybody was panicking that they were going to miss stuff. And they were just like, this guy's too comfy. Let's just <laughs> let him sleep. Do not wake him up. He's yeah. dreaming big over there. <laughs> I was out, completely out, missed all of that. That's how I, I, I fly. I And the worst part is that my wife can't, so it pisses her off. Oh, that yeah. when we board together, she cannot sleep on a flight. And so you, nudge you, nudge you accidentally with her elbow. The whole time. <laughs> get up, oh, get you're up, awake get up. over there? Oh, I didn't know you're awake. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, she's got a... So she's the type that has to like have stuff to watch. Uh, she will load up her phone and I, uh, iPad with every single thing she can watch because the flight like has her attention and she is, is like that. But for me, nah, that's nap time, like, man. I don't need nothing. Uh, I'm, I can go hands free, no books, no iPad, no nothing. Nah, I go to sleep in Paris, wake up in Tokyo. Like hey, that's. I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest city in the world, bro. I just, I just reading something the other day, um, and I was like, that is crazy. Did you guys know that Summertime was recorded here? Really? That, like, that song mm -hmm. is based on Chicago Summer? I'm tired of y'all. What? I am tired of y'all. Didn't know this. It's how we I thought can't I have like, nothing. <laughs> oh, man. I always thought that was like South Philly or something. Yeah, like that. no, I... No. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm going over the lyrics in my head. Mm-hmm. Chicago Summer is being described. Nah, but he literally mentions Philly in the song. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I, I probably, he probably did it just for the home. Right. Homies, but, nah. Yeah, it's a year, man. So, I'm like, okay, cool. There's been that super long time rumor that Rakim is actually, that actually gross wrote it. And if you like. Ghost. If you like do the rap in Rock Kim's cadence, you're like, oh yeah, that is kind of Rock Kim, you know? It's like, oh yeah, but like, that's Ghost Riders and hip hop are so interesting because that applies to so much, right? Where mm -hmm. like, you know, the the most famous ghost writing story is Jay Z writing still Dre, right? Mm -hmm. And like, um. And, and and the reason that's a famous ghostwriting story for those who aren't aware is because uh, at the time, those were two entirely different scenes. You did not associate Jay-Z with any parts of West Coast hip-hop back then. Jay-Z and Snoop Dogg, that didn't even make any sense. Jay-Z and Dr. Dre didn't even compute. When you opened up your little CD book back then, you saw the writing credits and you see S. Doc Carter on that song, nobody associated that with Jay-Z at the time. And so when it comes out that, yeah, Jay-Z wrote Still D.R.E. And, like, top to bottom, Snoop Dogg said, like, he wrote the whole thing. Everything. Snoop's parts <laughs> and everything. Yep. Yep. And, That's and, how talented of a ghostwriter Jay-Z is, though, because he'll, yeah. like, he'll channel the person. Like, there's this one Diddy album. I don't know exactly what Diddy album it is. You know Diddy has ghostwriters. But he's rapping. Oh, don't exactly worry about it. He write rhymes. He writes checks. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> right. He's rapping exactly like everyone who goes for it. Like there's a Feral Mantra. <laughs> you're like, wait, Feral. Like, why are you rapping like Feral Mantra right now, bro? You need to be rapping like Diddy. It's hilarious. But no, Hove is like still nah, DRE, one of the greatest West Coast hip hop songs of all time, written by somebody from New York. So, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and, and you know the weird part about the weird part about that is like 
Snoop Dogg talked about the fact that like Jay Z flew out to help him write that, and just thinking about the age we live in now, we're like, who the fuck would do that today, right? You right. just like jump on Zoom and and get together, and, and y'all can collab. Nah, that Trizzy, w- Trizzy was flying out to Wyoming <laughs> to put pins to the sheets, bro. No. <laughs> Did you guys hear about this? Uh, Megan The Stallion. She told a story on. Uh, she was on a, a, a radio show, and she told a story about getting Future on her album. And future costs two hundred and fifty thousand for a feature. So, Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, two hundred and fifty k to get sixteen from future. So they, she went on a sun. She had her people on a Sunday go and get two hundred fifty k out the bank, and deliver it to future and be like, "Hey, Meg wants a verse," and she got a verse for two hundred fifty k with a backpack full of money. That's how you live life. Shout out to future because that's insane that he gets two hundred fifty k for writing a song like Imagine. I, yeah, I heard, I heard through the grapevine that we hate on Kanye on this on this podcast, which I don't know where that came from. But um, yeah, Kanye is notorious for ghostwriters. If you don't know, because I was just listening to Consequence talk about him on Ooh. Drink Champs, and Consequence Yeesh. was uh, letting all, all of the oh loose. my god, he didn't hey. keep one thing. He was like, "Yo," and then this happened, and then when he I was, wrote this for this, it's like, yeah, he was wait, on there wait. being a chatty patty man. Um, no, 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 but you know who who he hit, who he hasn't competed with, who he wasn't competing with, Mr. No. Irv Gotti, Irv. king of chat, chatty patty. Oh my god, was, <laughs> I listened to that interview this week, Irv. and I was like, "Yo, you can't do this. You have to stop." Like, you Irv, can't. Irv got to fucking this. relax, bro. <laughs> Please, Louise, man, I love hip hop. I need to listen to that Black Thought and Danger Mouse album. Ooh, I, that's the thing I wanted to talk about. My okay. god, okay, cheat codes uh, is is the album. It's so good. It's mm-hmm. really good. Um, like Danger Mouse, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but I definitely have tweeted it. Danger Mouse is my favorite producer ever. I think, um, like honestly, the you were just tweeting about Niles Barkley the other day. I know I was just tweeting about Niles Barkley, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, the um, the album he did with uh, with MF Doom, the Danger Doom album, mm-hmm. um, Space Hose, is my favorite beat all time. Uh, oh, man. I it's beat off that record. Come on, man. Yeah, I know, but like by all time favorite instrumental. Like I used to use it in my demo reels. Uh, I used to use the instrumental to Space Hose because that beat is just so dope to me, right? Mm -hmm. But this album is so good. Uh, I'm tired of Black Thought. You're supposed to get work. You can't get better when you get. You can't turn fifty and be better than you were when you're twenty-five. I know, right? Tired of this. Stop it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Great, great album. Great guest features. Um, I mean, I mean, you pretty much know what you're going to get out of Danger Mouse at this point because, mm-hmm. I mean, how many fantastic projects have has he given us? I mean, I mean, like the the, the Doom album, uh, Niles Barkley, uh, Broken. They're talking Thunders. about they're talking about the Gray album, which was the album that put him on the map yeah, um, in the great chat. Album. I mean, so yeah, he's he's a phenomenal producer. But man, Black Thought brought all of the. All of the verses. Honestly, oh, my, my so 
Uh, that the track with uh, with Joey Badass, I knew that was gonna be good, right? But yeah, great. um, and there's a track with MF Doom on it too. Uh, I and was, I was at my feelings. I was like, I oh, know, no. I. <laughs> Damn, it feels good to hear him over a Danger Mouse beat again, at least. But yeah, I just wish he was here, man. Yeah, Same. man. But I will say the track that I guess shouldn't have surprised me, but did was my favorite track on the album is Strangers with uh, ASAP Rocky and uh, Run the Jewels. So good. Yeah, you shouldn't uh, be surprised by that. That's like Rocky. Rocky does things when he gets over there with different people. He's a uh, he can rap. He could do his thing. Uh, shout yeah. out to Rocky too. He's going through some shit over there. I mean, he did just have a baby with one of the most sought out women in the world. But then also he had drama <laughs> going on with these gun charges and shooting people and all kind of great shit. So shout out to Rocky. Shout out to Run the Jewels. I'm waiting for that. They postponed this Run the Jewels and Rage Against the Machine concert was supposed to be here in Oakland in april and they postponed it to next to 2023 so hopefully that's all good by the time it gets here shout out to run the jewels shout out to black thought one of the greatest rappers of all time getting yeah. better with age like some fucking wine i'm tired of it <laughs> so uh lupe is supposed to be here uh, in a couple weeks at red rocks I'm gonna oh go see, yeah i'm gonna go see that i have tickets to go see the weekend this tuesday and i kind of don't want to um and look i love the weekend um i really do I'm just not trying to go to that big of a concert right now on a Tuesday. Uh, that, he, thing's he's, that thing's sold out, I'm sure. It's the yeah, and it's in Power Field. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, where the Broncos play, uh, the biggest. Vi- look, I have these tickets. I just put them. I just listed them up for sale. Uh, it's like if they don't sell, I'll go. But I'm really yeah, not trying yeah. to. Like that just sounds so busy mm-hmm. that just sounds like a crazy evening on, it's, it's one of those spinning it's a show man get 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 your get your adderalls in and come on the weekend show you got to do cocaine that just it just feels like one of those things right you spend an hour and a half trying to get out of parking like i'm not trying to do all of that it's like going uh, to the football game that's how many right. people are going to be there and on a tuesday like mm-hmm. <laughs> i yeah. I don't know, but Lupe's coming through for the uh, cool uh, anniversary uh, show to <clears throat> San Francisco. I'm trying to hit that. I think it's at the end of September. He's going to play the whole thing in full. That's like, let's go. Uh, I need to see that. Hey, I let's check that. out some super chats because uh, Divine Ricks says, hey, guys, just wanted to say I'm a big fan of you guys. Who do y'all listen to more, Tupac or Biggie? Um, I mean, I can answer that, but I'm curious what y'all's answer is. Uh, it's, it's big by far for me. I was a much bigger Biggie fan. Um, that's not to say I was one of those, uh, uh, drawing my line in the sand guys. And I'm a biggie guy, so I'm not a Pac fan, but I just was a much fan, bigger fan of biggie. Mm. Uh, it's Pac for me, um, for two two reasons. One, Pac has way more music. It would be way more difficult for me to listen to big more than Pac, just because there's not as much big material out there. Whereas Pac. I mean, God, that guy recorded so much in his short lifetime. Like when you think about the fact that he only lived to his mid twenties, and that was a guy still putting out new Tupac. (laughs) Like you still still be like, we got sixteen brand new Tupac songs, and they're all new. You never heard them before. Like the amount of shit that guy did to only live that long, like that's crazy. But Mm -hmm. nah, I mean, I have, I I know all eyes on me front to back. I know Machiavelli front to back. I know, uh, uh, I know strictly from my niggas front to back. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Thug Life was okay. Uh, but me against the world, like, I don't know. This is mm-hmm. a Tupac guy. <laughs> what am I going to say? I, I live like, in California, so... <laughs> You know, like there was a time when Tupac was the only thing on the radio coming out of everybody's cars. Like Tupac ran the whole game, which crazy Mm -hmm. because it was only for like seven months when All Eyes on Me was out and then he died. But it was going crazy. It's California. Them seven months, though. Seven months were insane. But yeah, my entire life, every time I turn on the radio, no matter what radio it is, I'm going to hear a Tupac song because it's California. You know, it's funny. I thought I was misremembering this, but I absolutely wasn't. So I had to look up. Do you all remember the video for... um, uh for i am mad at you mm-hmm. like one tupac is one of those rare cases where i will say that sometimes i preferred the clean versions of his songs to the album versions and the reason i say that is because tupac wasn't the type to just like put out a, a censored record and they just like reverse words or mute them. tupac would redo the song like right. entirely and so like the clean version of I Ain't Mad At You 1 has a completely different third verse, uh, for those who don't know that. And I think it's a better verse than the original. Um, he just he just randomly decided, you know what? Fuck that verse. I'm going to do something else. This one's way better. And so when that video dropped, like, one, I thought I knew the song. I absolutely didn't because it's a completely different version. Um and then also, it's a completely different instrumental. It's basically a different song mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, than the CD he version a, of. He has a bunch of them like that, too. It's crazy. Where yeah. the, whole, the whole production is like totally, you're like, wait, this song is totally different over here than it is over here. Yeah. Like, I, I think Tupac was like the king of doing radio edits because they weren't just edits. He just came in and did a whole new version of the song for radio different verse he change up lyrics like all that shit that is the way that uh when little wayne used to say he was the next tupac that is the way the worst nobody has work ethic like little wayne and he just continued on what tupac was doing like anytime he's not doing something he's rapping somewhere and that's what it was like i'm not terrorizing at an award show smoking weed over here i'm writing raps and that like if little wayne passed away uh, no i'm not saying he you know r.i.p he'd have thousands of stuff coming out after you know he he did because he's just a consistently rapping ass nigga as they say so shout out to tupac now, and Biggie, now, two of the greatest of all time they both died before fucking growing up right now the thing i was going to say though that i thought i was misremembering is remember in the video for i am mad at you tupac gets shot goes to heaven and mm-hmm. uh and of course he's in heaven with all these other famous dead people right that video I remembered coming out right after he died, or at yeah. least I saw it right after he died, it right? Felt like and then a I looked few it days up. After. I looked it up. Sure enough, Tupac died September 13th. That video dropped September 15th. So oh, I was shit. not misremembering that. I right. did see that like right mm-hmm. after it happened. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of fresh in my head. Of... I remember the video being really weird. It was like, wait, is he dead? It felt like it, it was a publicity stunt for a minute. Right. Yeah. Because like, wait, what's going on here? Oh, I was convinced. A long time ago. Song a long time ago. Way back in '94. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> I, that's my shit I, run up on your block like cj from san look, andreas <laughs> george w <laughs> so funny man. one of my favorite sketches stop hitting the table uh but yeah i <laughs> i uh 
No, I, I thought the same thing. I think I was convinced for like six years that like, mm. nah, that man's alive. And like, video, it was a joke. Like, this is a, he's had like a he put time. out a video about yeah. his death. What y'all talking about? This man is like, dead. Crazy. But no, no. it's just spooky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More than anything, it's like, damn, wait. The video director was like, wait, what? <laughs> this is this is a little too yeah, scary. That video dropped right after he died. For those two who had. Yeah, in two days after he died. Uh, and I remember because I used to watch like I used to keep BET on so much throughout my day <laughs> mm-hmm. that like that's what's sad about the, BET man it used to be like it could be the, on all day it would be on all day because I would go from watching video soul in the mornings and then hit list throughout the day Cedar's mm-hmm. world um hits from the street and then Ooh, we <laughs> that's what's up hits and from it the was, streets that's a yeah, and then, and then uh, and this was during the summer, right? Because I couldn't watch any of that shit during the school day. But then I come home after school, Rap City would start. Uh, and Reg, you made that post the other day about the basement. That uh, those those basement years those were basement some of freestyles. Come on, man. Yo, four p.m. every single day after school, it was lit. <laughs> lit. Bro, I'm about to go home and watch some rap right now. It's gonna be amazing. I love it. And, oh my god, that that molded me as a rapper. Honestly, just like mm-hmm. con- every single day, just like going home and seeing your favorite rapper talk shit and then rap at the end. (laughs) Come on, man. This is the best ever, man. Yeah. At at the time when I was like first starting to listen to Lupe and I kept telling people, no, this is, this is the guy. And I kept, and somebody was like, yeah, but he ain't got bars. And I kept trying to show people his, his basement freestyle. This was after big ticket. He rapped Mm -hmm. over the, uh, the, uh, uh, that mad links. It it was the habit like that, uh, beat. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. And smashed it. Um, and I mm-hmm. show people that, and they were like, "Ah, oh, but yeah, but that ain't the basement." I'm like, "Yo, stop hating on my man, dude. <laughs> yeah. is nice." I remember that uh, Lupe too when they first started doing the BET Hip Hop Awards, and they had a cipher. He was in like one of the first ciphers, and he mm-hmm. ripped it towards the yeah. shreds, man. Man, shout out to Lupe. We be bigging up yeah. Lupe. I know a lot. we big up Lupe a lot. Man. We gotta uh, get Lupe on Grassley. How, <laughs> that that would how be fun. Lit with Lupe on Grassley. No, I, I think but, he's like, done with podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, that because like, and then high school, right? And because, of course, I always had Rap City, the basement. Uh, That was like pretty much it went through middle school and then all through high school for me. But, but the big change for me in high school, because. If I ever wanted to hang out with any girls after high school, they all wanted to watch 106th and Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it was because uh, I remember we used to go to my homegirl Brittany's house every day after school. And it was like because her parents were never home. And so we would all go to her house. Right. Like that was the that was the spot where everybody went to kick it. And I'm like, hey, you going over to Brittany's house? We're going to watch 106th and Park like that. It was. I. I didn't realize till just recently how much of a like gathering type of thing that was for black teenagers, but it was really important to get to sit around and watch 75% of music videos before to watch Bow Wow. And that shout out, bring it right back around. They started doing Freestyle Fridays again, being inspired. Like Battle Battle Rap was huge back then. Like I was trying to battle rap at school and shit. And this was like, (laughs) It was that on TV, man. What an amazing time. <laughs> what a time. Yeah, was, and then we just yeah. leave it all, right? Because I know that eventually, somewhere in the two hours after uh, 106 and Park and before Comic View, 
But I would leave that shit out all day. I, I I'm pretty sure those two hours are probably just like watching Raw, right? Comic and then view, yeah, <laughs> right back to Comic View. I love it. Then BT Uncut. Then it got <laughs> BT Uncut. On fire after that. Yeah, it had. There was Midnight Love and then BT Uncut. There's no very few networks. It was like that in tech TV for me. There are very few networks. Line up like that full day of shows is like full day. Great, great day of uh, love a lot it. of music too. Yep. Uh, hey, we got uh, Michael says shout out to the professor Nick Harrison joining up with Fightful. Y'all yeah. got to get him on Grab City sometime. Hashtag mm-hmm. Bills Mafia represent. Yeah. Um, and of course he he did mention me and all that because uh, I did get to help facilitate uh, that that whole deal. Um, I know Nick. Uh, and hey, yo, I, Nick. <laughs> and I got to meet Nick back in uh, New Orleans. Um, that was the first time I'd ever met him. Um, but just a great guy, great dude. And uh, it didn't take much for me to sell Sean Ross Sapp on him. Um, but I... Easy, easy, easy sell. Easy, easy sell. It was uh, basically just getting them connected. And I'm glad that it worked out. I'm really happy that it worked out for those guys. Shout so. out to the professor, man. What a guy. Incredible videos. This is a great mm-hmm. get. He's going to produce some great content because, you know, he's constantly producing great content. Yeah, constantly producing great Coming content. To take our jobs. Come on, professor. <laughs> Let us stay on over here. Let us eat a little chips over on the side, bro. Nah, I, I, I want to see uh, black people continue to move in, yeah. in this field, in this space, and anything I can always do to assist. We've been having that. fun on both sides. Like, we talk about tribalisms and shit, but, you know, Black fans been on the WWE side having a great time over here. AEW been having a great time on all sides, been having a great time, even though it's pretty awful. But we're not talking about the awful part. We're talking about the great parts here right now because professional wrestling has been great for all of us over here. We've been enjoying it. I've been watching Raw and SmackDown every fucking week for the last two weeks. I know, right? I have. uh, I I swore off Raw like Mm -hmm. four years ago. Yeah, too. and it was just like a frustrating experience. And then, um, you know, the, talking about my my naps, uh, pandemic era raw was nap time for me. Like yeah. legit, I <laughs> did not finish a full. I, and and it wasn't even like intentional. I would sit down to watch it and then wake up at the end. And I'm like, all right, that's Vader just sitting watching it, taking pictures of you guys together on the couch. That uh, that was it. That was it. You know, uh, so get, she's like, oh, Raw's on. I can go get my no, little bat shot real quick. <laughs> the I I could not finish episodes of Raw in the Thunderdome. It was impossible. Every time I tried, I'd wake up a couple hours later, and I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe it was good, but it, that shit put me to sleep. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Thunderdome Smackdown was, was much better. I feel like that's when Rome, Thunderdome, was, yeah, Rome was really in his bag. Thunderdome Roman was much better than current Roman. Thunderdome opinion. Smackdown was a much easier watch. Uh, I had a really hard time with they Thunderdome, spread. yeah. The, they did well, it was the draft, right? Like that draft, they pretty much took everything that was working on Smackdown. And we're like, okay, let's put it on Raw. We're going to scrap everything on Raw. Like, do you even remember what Raw had going for it during that period? It was Drew McIntyre. He was the top baby face. It, it was Drew and, and Asuka, uh, and Sasha yeah, Bailey and, once they were champions. There was the Hurt Business. There was, uh, it was basically, business, right. yeah, basically Bobby's time. They mm-hmm. took all of that and were like, nah, we're going to load up Raw with Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, uh, Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky Lynch, like all these things that are working on SmackDown, 
We're going to move it over to Raw. And then all of a sudden, the, the only thing that was working on SmackDown that they left was the bloodline. And right. it turns out you need more than just the bloodline to get that show through, right? Like it, right. it, it needs a whole lot more. But they've got a draft coming up here soon. Um, and uh, I'm not a huge fan of the draft. So I, they but I think, table that shit at this point, man. I think, like, I, I feel one of two ways about things. I think a year is not a long is not a long enough time to have an established roster uh, do their thing. Like, I, I feel every time they do the draft, there's a lot they left on the table mm-hmm. every single time they do it. And I always look back like, y'all drafted this person without having done this feud. Like, what are y'all doing? Um, and so, I, I think. Hopefully, Hunter, I, I get why he needs to do a draft. He needs to hit reset. He needs to be able to say, these are the rosters I set up, and uh, this is how I want them. But then, like, stick with it for a couple of years. Like, that right. was one thing that uh, I appreciated back in the day when they first started the WWE draft and all of that shit was uh, they reset the rosters. So first they did the original draft and then, like, hosed Raw completely, right, uh, in 2002. And then uh, they were like, okay, everyone's a free agent. So they could like do a whole bunch of swapping. And then they relocked them back down in like October. And like they moved Hunter to Raw and Jericho to Raw and like Brock to SmackDown, Taker to SmackDown, all that shit. But then they locked them down for, till like 04. So like from 2002 till 04, there wasn't like any major moves. And so they did go through everything you could go through in two years before they started doing drafts. And then they did another draft in 05 and then didn't do another one till 07. So again, two years. And then for whatever reason, they were just after that, like, now nah, let's just do it every year. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to hate it because I was like, okay, now you, you don't, if they were in the habit of doing new matches every month like pay-per-views weren't a rematch of the previous pay-per-view that you just saw last month if they were in the habit of doing new stuff every month then yeah every year i think is the right time to do a reset but if you like i swear if cody or rollins gets drafted and all those guys did was feud with each other for three months that would that's silly that would piss me off. I, I don't think they're going to, but that would piss me off just based off the fact that they didn't do anything else. They literally just feuded with each other, and then you would have separated them. So, like, I think if you're going to stick with, and I don't know what Hunter's going to do, but if you are going to stick with doing things as repetitive as you do them, please, for the love of God, what the hell is happening? I'm like, what is that? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but uh, either way. <laughs> okay. That's... That's how I feel about uh, the 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 rosters and the draft. Every two, and all. Just do it every two years. Every two years. I, th- I think keep them. Is that me? I don't know. You tell me, Righteous Reg. Buzzing. <laughs> uh, so. I think we they, shall they, need see. Do, they need to do one full. They do need to do this draft to do a full reset because they've done a bunch of shuffling the last few years and it hasn't felt like an official draft. Do an official one, do the full reshuffle, and then yeah, let them. Yeah, let well, them like go. I said, I think I think it's right that um, Hunter needs to be able to call his own shot and right. and define his roster. Uh, so sure the hell has been that's for sure. Um, yeah, for better or worse, um, and we'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, D'Lo says, uh, got some birthday money left over, 
Uh, here you go. Love you guys. Thank you, D-Lo. Hey, appreciate that, D-Lo. Well, yeah, we always appreciate that. And got one from uh, our great friend Jennifer, who says, uh, "Sending love. Sorry, I missed last week, gents. You all are phenomenal, or you are all phenomenal, and I am so overjoyed to see you thrive. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you, Jennifer. We Thank always you, appreciate Jennifer. you. Yes, we love hearing that. Thank yeah. you. So cool. Um, we got Van Twin Blade. Love Van Twin Blade. Oh, always boy. giving us the St. Louis updates, uh, and of course, talking Glory Pro." Uh, and Van Twin Blade says, uh, Glory Pro live at the pageant two roster so far. Tootie Lynn, Danhausen, Josh Alexander returns, Rocky Romero returns, uh, STL, Indie OGs, Matt Seidel, and Delirious team for a tag team match, probably against Dad Horse, Half Horse, Half Dad, Sunny Kiss debuts. Man, y'all get it so great out there. Glad for Glory Pro. Shout out to Glory Pro. That's a great uh, card. A little connecting them a little bit, these things, because uh, Davey Richards, who's from St. Louis, posted about uh, NWA. Sounds funny to say. They're hosting a tag tournament, and they have a couple of people uh, from Team Ambition going to be in there, and 2D Lens representing an NWA. They're doing a couple things right, but if we were talking about the things they do wrong, this would be a five-hour podcast. So I hope NWA could get it together because it's looking <clears> – <throat> NWA NWA pump faked the hell out of, out of the entire industry with the Empower <laughs> stuff last year and Darius Lockhart. They were just like, yeah, yeah, here you guys know. Oh, I forgot about D Lock, man. That was a pump fake. Remember, they were like, they, gassed <laughs> they were like, hey, we got y'all. They, they gassed us up super Ooh, hard on that and did nothing. <laughs> they were like, psych. Actually, Tyrus is in the main event. Okay, see Bam. you later. I'm never coming back. Nice to meet you. Never coming back. I'm never coming back, bro. He can't even walk, man. Uh, let's see. We've he got walk when he's going to sit down at fucking Fox News, though. That's what's weird about it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we got another one from one sweet Chris. It says, "Happy Saturday to my favorite podcast." Kind of off topic, but I've been on a turtleneck kick lately. So, who's your favorite? Uh oh, Ninja Tur- Turtleneck, Ninja Turtle kick. Turtleneck. I'm the idiot. I'm like, oh, he's talking <laughs> yeah, about weird turtlenecks. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that's where this was going. No, my bad. Uh, I've been on a Ninja Turtle kick lately. So, who's your favorite turtle and favorite TMNT series or movie? Man, I'm happy to answer this shit. Uh, we were saying favorite turtlenecks. I was about to say, damn, we're gonna talk about South Pole on a. Yeah, I, th- I my bad. South Pole. <laughs> Y'all don't Look, know the South Pole turtlenecks, man? What yeah. Fine, yeah. Man. What All you, right. <laughs> they both said, yeah, that's amazing, man. <laughs> no, I did, on, though. Man. Of course. Of course. Of course. Bro. Come on. <laughs> I love Bro, we were all in high school around the same point. We like this is <laughs> Turtlenecks and fucking uh, buffalinos or wallabies so... <laughs> or whatever you want to call them. Lugs. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Ninja Turtles. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Turtles. My favorite series, as I've said before, is 2012. I think uh, that I know most people are partial to 2003. Uh, if you ask Swarf, if he's a really big 2003 Turtles fan. Um, but I, I'm partial to 2012. I love the humor in it. And I think uh, the twists and turns and the way it, 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 the story is just way deeper than I think most Ninja Turtle lore goes. 2003, I think, went too long uh because that shit ended up going into the fucking future and uh then had to return back to the sewers with a literal series called back to the sewers they did a little too much for me but i like that series but 2012 is my favorite favorite movie uh i know what phil's gonna say i'll say 
I'm partial to the story of Turtles 1, but the look of 2. I wish that they had figured out the the puppetry and stuff that they did in Turtles 2 for the story of 1, because I think 2 looks the best to me. Um, and plus, Kevin Nash is, is super shredder in that. Yeah. Um, and those are my favorites. What about you, Philip Lindsay? Did you say who your favorite turtle was? Oh, Donatello. I'm a Donatello guy. Um, I flip back and forth. Um, I grew up a huge Leo fan. Um, just because blue is probably my favorite color. So I was just with like Leo. And then Leo just cool, had rip. two swords. And I don't know, man. Leo was Probably Leo. Uh, Favorite show, I'm going to go with probably 2003. Uh, movie, I have to go with the 2007. I know, that's what you're going to say. It's just, yeah. it's just so good, man. The The story of Leo going away and just everything they do with rap in that movie. Like I feel like if you're a rap fan, that is just a great movie. Uh, and that's why I like 2012, great. though, because I feel like that show expanded on that dynamic, I think, better than anything else. I feel like the... They really wanted to base a lot of the dynamic of the turtles off of that movie and how their relationship played out. And um, I love the whole gag uh, in that series of uh, why Leo's the leader, <laughs> and Splinter ends up just saying, "Cause you asked." Uh, and like, nah, he's like, "Why did he's like, why did you choose me, Master Splinter? You're the only one who asked." So, <laughs> nah, man, he. Uh... He said in that he, he when he was talking his shit, he yep. was like, "Nah, because I'm better than you." Like, That's right, Leo. Talk your shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, that's the thing I like most about 2012. 2012 to me has the best Splinter. I think it gave Splinter the most purpose. It gives him, uh, yeah, and I like that they. Exp it's the only series to me that explains the relationship between all of those characters, where like. Um, literally just coming up with the simple plot device of, hey, this ooze combines the DNA of the two things that were touching it. So therefore, Splinter is actually the turtle's father because he was, as a human, touching them at the time that they came in co contact with the ooze. So they have his DNA. They are his sons. And likewise, he was in a alleyway with a rat. He has the rat's DNA now, like... It's a, little, it's a little shit. I like it. It's a great he, series. He it's a great the, fucking series. Some nasty shit. Touch ooze and rats. What's going on? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, my favorite Ninja Turtle has always been Michelangelo. I'm ex I was obsessed with nunchucks as a kid. I don't know why. It just seems like a really cool weapon to use. And he was goofy. Nigga was crazy about pizza. I know they're always crazy about pizza, but you know how Michelangelo got down. Um, I like the action in two, the movie better than the action in one but i like the story of one funny enough as a kid i had four older cousins so they got to be all the ninja turtles i had to be casey jones the garbage side character because there was no other cool no, casey jones was cool, casey. Hey, casey was cool as hell he's cool when you don't have to be him when you're <laughs> over here being michelangelo and fucking leonardo you're like oh casey jones is cool when you have to be casey jones and you only got three lines in the fucking movie 
the shit's not hitting. Mike. <laughs> when you're trying to run back, come on. When you're trying to run back the whole movie as a fam, and you only got three lines in it, it's not really hitting the same. Hey, he had the best lines though. He had classes pain one hundred and one. Instructors right. Casey Jones. Come on, <laughs> come on man. He, he, he got the girl. He got the smash shredder. In the, you guys in the, weren't in the there in nineteen ninety two. You don't know. I was there in nineteen ninety two. Thank you. That's the first movie I remember seeing in theaters. Actually, uh, I have a vivid memory of seeing those turtles on the screen. I think my first uh, movie was Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, interesting. I think the second one might actually be pretty good. Uh, I think that yeah, maybe. I guess I, I could be very wrong about that. Um, we'll see in a month, I guess, when that comes out. Uh, so we got another one. Poe SC1 says, Grap City rules. I'm excited for Moxley versus Punk. But with that said, Tony Khan needs to stop neglecting the women's division. No excuse for it, given the talent he's got. Um, yeah, that's a thing we've talked about a lot here on this show, uh, and that we want to see more from the women's division. Um, they did get a chance to shine. As a matter of fact, the last two weeks, one, uh, one was very circumstantial, but the last two weeks they were outside of the 930 slot. Yep. Um, so, uh, there's the woman's death slot as they call it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I look. I, I do think that they just got to give the women more TV time. I think that's the biggest issue. Right. I think when they do give the women matches, they do deliver. It's just giving them the stuff in between, like pay-per-views, like the in-ring promos and stuff. That's that's the thing that's really yeah. missing. It just has to be more consistent and not 9.30 every week consistent. But, yeah, they've, well, been, they've had some great shines. I love that tag match from last week. So, they, they, so every time they're given a time. And shout-out Ari Davari was the the uh, agent behind that. Oh, sweet. Um, but so the so like it's a tough thing right because um dynamite gets what six matches per show and so like uh do i want to necessarily see dynamite have more matches not really um and that i want to see women get like 10 minute to 15 minute bangers like they got last week not necessarily this past week um but more so last week but yeah i agree i want to see more um in-ring stuff uh i think the backstage promos especially are all really repetitive they're kind of all the yeah. same it's that hey standing by with tony shivani it's two women who are going to be doing something next week mm-hmm. and then they're usually interrupted by something or... yeah they've done that thunder rosa and uh uh tony storm promo like 50 times already of them just yeah. standing back they're either going to have a tag match or wrestling like it's it do something yeah we, we've seen that do something else do something yeah. in the arena mm-hmm. um and that that's yeah you know i'm a giant complainer about making us watch shit on the tron anyway complainer <laughs> look yeah. you hear me that's all the time I, every week I, I i got something to say about making people in the arena watch shit on the tron uh keep the show in the arena is is a, a big thing for me and i want to see in ring promos i want to see even at the top of the stage do something else do something else yeah just walk <laughs> to the top of the stage real quick and talk it's, it's not that hard yeah so uh, that's that's how I feel about that. Van Twinblade says, "Phil, turn your mic up." I did. Turn me up. I did. Come on, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm a low talker. I, I, don't, I don't know what you want. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Phil, we, we've been at this since October. You know what it's like. Yeah. Pylon says, "Happy Saturday. TJPW show was great last night. Definitely uh, check out Miyu Watanabe versus Miyu Yamashita." Uh, in the semifinals of the Tokyo Princess Cup. I didn't get a chance to check that out because I was uh, asleep at this point last night. Um, I've been 
cleaning. We're having a, a barbecue today at my house. So um, I have been trying to clean to prepare for uh, people coming by. So I went to sleep early. You I got to be out there it. grilling like a dad. You got your uh, sandals ready. That is what <laughs> I should wear. His face. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is this is the best. This is exactly what I'm gonna do. Yeah, this is dad dad's prime time right here at the grill. It's barbecue. Your family's out. It's yeah, not the first thing I'm gonna do too is I got the tongs. Got to click them. Yeah. Yes, if you if you don't click your tongs, they don't work. That's a fact. Yeah, as soon as you get them, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. Are you marinating your meat already? Uh, so yes, we are currently marinating. I wanted to make ribs today, but uh, there's just not gonna be time. Yeah. Uh, so no time for the ribs. Yeah, you gotta I, have time to get let them really, you know, get going and yeah. Yeah, nah. Uh, I wish I had prepared better for that, but we are gonna be grilling today. It's gonna be nice and fun, and we got some friends coming over and sweet. That's what we do. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is like a last summer hurrah because the kids are back in school, so Damn. letting them have. All of that over. And uh, Roy asked the same thing. Did you get a chance to check out the Tokyo Joshi Princess Cup semifinals? Worth a look. Of course, look, I'm a Wrestle Universe uh, subscriber. It'll take me no time to actually throw that on. Uh, I might when it's time. As soon as the show's over, I might throw it on because I'm going to be sitting in a car for an hour and a half waiting for a class to end. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. There was a lot of wrestling last night. There's a lot of wrestling. Then there's Rampage. Then you had Emergence. Emergence, yeah. It just was a lot of wrestling last night. It's a lot going on. Yeah, and... Um, I wanted to check out the Impact oh, show, but in time. And there will be, uh, right here on Fightful, uh, Denise Salcedo and Steven Jensen are doing the um, Emergence review uh, coming up here shortly. So it, 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 was a, it was a solid pay-per-view in the city of Chicago, Illinois, by the way. Um, <laughs> pretty pretty big. I roll. <laughs> City in the Midwest, man. best city in the whole wild, wild world. Come on, man. <clears throat> best city in the world, bro. Uh, tired of hey, speaking of which, I guess we got to talk percentages, right? <laughs> I, I never gave it. I, I never gave it up to 100 at this point. Right? I never gave an update on that. What did I say last week? I was at like 30, 40%. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're at 100% today. Um, so. Wonder, wonder what made that change. Um, uh, <laughs> but no, man, Mergers was solid, man. Uh, pretty good main event. Uh, uh, Alex Shelley versus uh, my man Josh Alexander. Uh, I thought the knockouts title match was incredible. Me mm-hmm. and Yim versus Jordan Grace. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good show. That lucha match I heard was pretty dope with Bandito lucha match and was Ray great. Ortiz. Yeah, uh, yeah, five. Yeah, I heard uh, Bullet solid. Club and Honor No More was really good too. So. Yeah, solid oh. pay per view. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, let's see. We got DNC Digital says, "Just want to say what's up, guys. Always watch your shows. Really happy for all the success of the show. Keep it up. Thank you, DNC. I really hey, appreciate thanks, it. man. Appreciate, appreciate it. You, it. Thanks for checking us out. <clears throat> and sorry for clearing my throat in your ears, by the way. For let those me listening. clear my throat." <clears> throat> Uh, Mike from Indeed says, uh, happy homecoming day. Much love. Have a great day. Shout out to my homie Mike from Indeed. You know, it's Indeed, my other podcast, Body Slam Network. Uh, yeah, GCW has a big weekend of wrestling happening uh, tonight, or is it tomorrow? This weekend, John Moxley is defending the GCW World Heavyweight Championship against Effie. One guy I said that could be 
the next in line to defeat John Moxley for the GCW championships was Effie because I feel like he represents GCW, the movement, everything surrounding that so well. So shout out to Effie. Get that victory this this weekend. Yeah. But John Moxley in GCW, John Moxley in anywhere at this point is it feels like unbeatable. He glides to the ring. He transcends everything. Yeah. Fan, his fans carry him like he's Jesus. He is on another level right now. Shout out to Mox, too. Yep. But shout out Effie. Effie, respond to my messages. Don't leave me on red. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I, was just kidding. Uh, I mean that, but well, I don't mean that. I'm like, damn, what Effie did? <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I... I I don't mean that in a mean way, more in a, hey, just remember you left me on red. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's see. Carlos talking about uh, Selena on the topic that we were talking about being in Tupac. Same thing oh, with right. Selena. She was only 23, but has so much music. It felt like she was older. She was everywhere in the States and Mexico. I mean, it was yeah. a different time. Like the 90s was a really different time in terms of you had to be pumping out music. We've talked about this before. You had to be pumping out music on the regular because the second you stopped, they pulled your stuff off the shelves. You were a has-been if you didn't have stuff for after like a year. And mm-hmm. so... You know, you were making a comeback album if you were gone for two years. Exactly. So, yeah, I was. Uh, I had a lot of Mexican friends because I lived in Bakersfield, and it's a big Latino population. So when Selena got hot, it was great. Like she was a superstar. Like at school, like every like she was very popular, and it was a short amount of time before she passed away. But she was going crazy out here in California, and then she died, and people were very sad. I saw Selena's spray paint airbrush shirts. All through school. Oh, yeah. That was the same deal because we had, uh, where I lived growing up, um, we had a huge Hispanic population. As a matter of Mm -hmm. fact, um, I was just thinking about this the other day that there were two girls in my class who were both obsessed with Selena and both of their names were Maria Sanchez. Um, (laughs) And the... uh, That was popular here in California. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously, but yeah. All my classes were the same. It'd be three people the same. It was one of those hard things where, like, you know how when two people in your class had the same first name, you always called them by their last initial? But in Mm -hmm. this case, not only did these two have the same last initial, they had the same last name. (laughs) You're like, Maria Sanchez Brown here. (laughs) 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 And so, shout out Maria Sanchez. I don't know what either one of them is doing today, but... Mm -hmm. um, that's uh that's a story i will always remember that uh I both were in my my third grade class and they were both obsessed with selena they were like best friends both wore selena t-shirts uh and hey shout out to who in the chat uh said that rap city was better than yo mtv raps because it was it was uh, a thousand percent better it was yeah now Yo MTV Raps, all of them are available right now on... I keep forgetting uh, I need to subscribe to Paramount Plus. Yeah, they're not all of them are on Paramount Plus, but there's a good amount, and they've got the videos intact. Really? Uh, yeah, so... Oh, my God. I, th- I thought I've it was just going to be the... today. I have to see this. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be the interviews. Nope. They got the uh, the videos intact with it. You you watched the show as it aired. Oh, my God. I'm going to you know cry. What, you know what else on Paramount Plus has the videos intact? Beavis and Butthead has the videos intact. Get out. <laughs> I'm subscribing to Paramount today. I am sold. That's all I need. Those two things. Because those, like, if Beavis and Butthead without the videos, it just does, it doesn't hit the same. No, right. As, it's as weird. the kids say, you need, the, you need the videos. But yeah, the Yo MT Raps news is huge news. I will mm-hmm. be subscribing immediately after Grapsy is over to let it play all day. And, and honestly, uh, 
I mean, I have Paramount Plus. Do I subscribe to it? Not really. But <laughs> as long as you got a family member that does, <laughs> you're I good. Get one. And I want, you know, the challenge. Shout out to the challenge, my other yeah. favorite guiltiest pleasure. If I'm not watching wrestling or Guy Fieri on the Food Network, it's the challenge. Those are my only vices. It's weird. I know. But that's what Hey, I shout out to the, the Fightful uh, Challenge draft. Oh, no, I went they... for... Hey, number one pick, baby. Wow. <laughs> number two, boy. Each on, different bro. people got them up their own grabs member. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> but y'all need to have me on the challenge podcast because I got challenge knowledge out the Come Yahoo. On, I'm telling you, it's like I have 1993 WWF around here with my challenge shoes. I, game over I here, bro. Four, <laughs> four, three lottery picks, bro. Three I'm, saying. Picks. <laughs> I'm saying. I will say I do not know the challenge that well. Mm-hmm. Uh and that I and you know what's funny is uh, my boy T was just bringing it up to me because he knows the challenge really well. Um, he's been watching hey, it happy birthday, since the beginning. T, yeah, hey, that's happy right. Happy birthday, birthday T. T. Yep. Yeah, yesterday was T's birthday. Uh, but yeah, the challenge uh, has never been my show. Uh, but I recognize how popular it is. I see it in the it's it's pretty much Dynamite's biggest com- competition. It is <laughs> every Wednesday when they come back. Yep. I mean, and guy, my two favorite, my other things are just the shows that compete with the wrestling shows. That's hilarious. <laughs> Leo Rush was on there a uh, couple seasons ago, only for a few episodes before he couldn't, he didn't really like the, the whole environment of it. But shout out to Leo Rush. I don't know. He left again, but shout out to the homie. I hope he comes back and does a wrestling match because he is very talented. Remember that Phil just brought it up very recently, that uh, tag match on Dynamite with him. It was him and Dante against... Uh, Lee, Lee and uh, Matt Seidel. Oh, my God. So fire. I love that uh, match. Super duper dope match. Oh, yeah. Man. Dynamite uh, has a bunch of that. Like yeah. when we look through, if we just look through their history these couple of years, they have a bunch of matches that are like kind of lost in the shuffle because there's been some amazing shit. But matches like that that are like, damn, that shit was hot, man. Yeah, I, I want them to have. Uh, that's part of the reason I, I want them to be on a streaming service soon enough because. Mm-hmm. uh People forget for the first two years of Dynamite, they were putting every episode of Dynamite up on BR Live. And mm. so, like, going back and watching was easy. And then BR Live went away. They haven't done that with Bleacher Report. And I want to be able to just, like, go back and watch the shits. Mm-hmm. They're not there. It's annoying. Chucky Ducky, by the way, says quack, uh, quack. <laughs> five OG Power Rangers and their wrestler counterparts go. Whoa. No, oh, that's a what? toughie. That's a lot of. Uh, Ah, shit. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, OG Power Rangers. Um, okay, I'm gonna go. Zach is uh, uh, Tuco Scorpio. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Definitely 100. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Speedball is uh, is Tommy because he does the spin kicks the same way. Um, mm. uh, who's Jason? Who who you got? Um. I don't know why for Kimberly I'm thinking of Kylie Ray. She might not be active enough, so but I really perfect. get those vibes for that, you know? Uh-huh. Uh yeah, that's perfect. Uh we'll go with uh Zylias Trini. Uh Jason. Come on, who's our Jason? Who's our leader? Who is our leader? Uh I could almost say Monday Night Rollins could fill that role. Um But yeah, specifically like babyface Seth Rollins. Because he came through. Yeah, so, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we miss go. anybody? Oh, we miss Billy. Uh, huh. 
That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Uh, Got to be nerdy and no machines. Uh, Xavier, there you go. Xavier Woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Smiley says, uh, afternoon, boys, checking in. Been a crazy week in wrestling. Hope y'all are doing well. I'm going to go get a margarita. Hi, Reggie. <laughs> what time is it, Tracy? Why are you getting a margarita already? All man, this day drinking going on, man. Classic Tracy, man. If she if it's a uh, morning time, she's about to get lit. I'm kidding, Tracy. I love you. You're one of my favorite people in the world. We got to get together for a wrestling show here sometime soon. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but I'm trying to see my homie Tracy. Shout out to Tracy. Have fun with the margaritas in Chicago. Ugh. And they're talking about in the chat how we all had a favorite Ninja Turtle, but nobody picked Raph. Of course, because there's only three of us and there's four Ninja Turtles. So at some point, yeah, yeah, somebody's going to get I left flip, off. I mm-hmm. flip back and forth between Raph and Leo. It's really Leo, but, but it's honestly, hard if to we, not like Raph. Yeah, we got to get like a uh, – that'll probably be something we do for uh, Patreon as well. I want to do a, a game of uh, Shredder's Revenge, all of us playing. Mm-hmm. That'll be dope. That would be um, fun. And, hey, we all have a turtle, and then we'll bring in a fourth person to be Raph. So – who wants to be that person? Yeah, there we go. Uh, Jake says, just tuned in and only heard touched ooze and then touched a rat. And I thought a whole new <laughs> pandemic had started up. Yeah, he, he was in, I'm telling you, man, he was in the alley wild and I don't know what he was <laughs> Michael says, uh, since EO slash EO's debut on the main roster, do you feel what made her feel so special in NXT has shifted or altogether changed? I mean, that's going to happen when you take somebody who's, got an identity in NXT and call them up in a faction, um, a lot of times you're going to lose some of the individuality. And that's happened before. Um, But hopefully you can uh, kind of break out of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the, the the things that she's done is like it it doesn't matter because like she's amazing in the ring and people are like, damn, she's cool. She does cool things. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I do like that she's kind of shifted more to her stardom gear with, like, the shorts instead of, like, the, the sh- jumpsuits that she was wearing when mm-hmm. she turned heel. I don't know. I mean, Yoshi Rai is just going to be great no matter what she does. Damn, her and her and Dakota versus uh, Tony and Thunder would kind of bang, though. Yeah. Uh, Jake, <laughs> Jake says, boo, Denise, hashtag justice for Will. You know, what's funny is uh, I will be on Quizzlemania this week uh, with the aforementioned. Are so. you getting revenge? I guess we'll find out. I wish they still. I Although, can't believe they're still ducking your boy. I can't. Believe, are you guys gonna duck your boy forever? <laughs> I know you're scared of the smoke. It's fine. You can. You should be scared. It's me. It's me, media man. But you know, send the email, bro. Deontay says, "Yo, been a minute. My apologies. Life's been busy. Wrestling is great. Stardom Five Grand. Uh, sorry, Stardom Five Star Grand Prix is going on. Uh, go, uh, Tom uh, Nakano." Uh, Sorry, I am trying not to cough. Anyway, um, and uh, Mina Shirakawa. And- <laughs> turned it to the Idris Elba. <laughs> I was like trying and then I like inhaled it like a speck of dust. And I'm like, just read. Uh, but anyway, uh, Unagi, uh, Sakaya, uh, AEW and WWE are fun right now. Let's enjoy it. This cough has not gone away. That's the sad part. Oh, is that I mentioned last week I was sick, and I'm not really sick anymore, but the cough is still here. Yeah, so. that's always the most annoying part. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, uh, stardom is cooking right now, man. I'm telling you, it is a great time if you want to get into Joshi wrestling. So mm-hmm. much good wrestling to watch. Yep. 
Uh, Orion Ben says, shout out matches uh, Mia Yim versus Jordy uh, Grace. Uh, whoa. And uh, <laughs> also says, break the rumors. Will going to blast Summertime Loud. Uh, we also have Van Twimbley says, Effie must smooch r- Mox or we riot. Oh, guaranteed to happen. That's definitely happened. Uh, <laughs> and back to the Humper chats a little bit. Um, trying to see the last Humper chat we read. Okay. So this one, meet Normus. Uh, this will open up a good topic. Yo. Uh, what's good, Grapsity? Sunny Kiss should be a baddie and Stokely cut the shit and give Powerhouse Hobbs a card. Outside of Hit Row and the Danielson promo, Friday Wrestling was, and actually I didn't get to finish this, but it's uh, Booty Cheeks. So <laughs> meet, meet Normus is a wild, <laughs> wild profile day, bro. Yeah, so definitely. let's talk about this because this was a planned topic for the day. Hit Row is back. Uh, it was Mike. rumored. Uh, hey, bro. It was rumored that they were going to be back. Uh, I even said to AJ that, hey, you're in good company with Edge because uh, he was like, what's up with PW Insider making me a liar? How come y'all just couldn't wait a day? And, you know, PW Insider, of course, broke the news of Edge being cleared to wrestle before the Royal Rumble. And Edge was like, no, I'm not. And PW Insider's like, okay, Edge. <laughs> and then sure enough, like, dirt yeah. sheets. <laughs> the worst. Like, it's tough, right? Because, like, if you come across that information, um, what do you do with it, right? Do you publish it or not? Uh, and if so, as a wrestler, you kind of have to stick to the line of, you know, especially if you're supposed to be brought back as a surprise. Uh, no. No, what are you talking about? I, I don't know nothing about that. I like the edge at the time where he's like, oh, yeah, some magical surgery has just fixed my neck. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it actually did. Got your ass up. He, he, was, he was talking real spicy at that point. I was like, all right, Edge, man. Come on. Relax. Relax, But you know what, though? That has officially started the whole uh, – from then on, people just do not believe wrestlers anymore right. because of that because, like – Edge straight up going like, come on, guys. I had a career-ending neck injury. There's no damn way. It's not happening. Never again am I stepping in a ring. And then he returns to the Royal Rumble. And now people are like, okay. I mean, it's, it's wrestling. Wrestling is yeah. It's mostly based on these guys lying to us. That's Yep. CM Punk walked around uh, San Diego Comic-Con in a boot. Mm-hmm. Talking about my foot still in so much pain. It hurts so bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, well, he admitted in an interview that he didn't need the boot. And then, <laughs> then he was like, yeah, I just didn't want anybody to step on my foot because it still hurts. And I was like, okay. And then he was at C2E2 walking around, which, by the way, there was double filled discourse. Leave me alone, guys. Like, <laughs> Oh, we'll, we'll get to that shortly. I want to. I want to talk about that. I forgot um, about the filled so discourse. Let's talk about the Hit Row return real quick. Hit Row is back. Um, and, of course, it's it's – only three members of Hit Row. When they left, actually, OG they had three. three. Yeah, the OG three of Hit Row. Uh, this led to a lot of nasty shit that I predicted was going to happen. But uh, even still, it's annoying as fuck. Um, and that's why I just posted a clip. I don't know if uh, you guys saw it, but it's a clip from um, AEW Unrestricted. Uh, podcast Swerve just did with Aubrey Edwards and Tony Schiavone. He is asked, 
on it about Hit Row. And the first thing he talks about in it is he mentions that, you know, Hit Row was a management idea, that Hunter was the one that put them together uh, because he had been clashing with Hunter for months as far as, hey, when am I going to get my push? Um, it was funny because Phil and I had actually talked about that back in uh, like February of 2021. Uh, yeah, pre this podcast existence. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of stuff there, right? And, and that yeah. was kind of the first time that's been kind of talked about publicly. But um, the uh, he talked about clashing with Hunter for a while and, you know, just wanting his push, wanting his moment, wanting a chance to shine and not really getting it. And finally, it was Shawn Michaels who went to bat for Swerve. It was like, give this kid a chance. Uh, and Hunter had already been kind of getting hit row started with those three. And they were supposed to be a part of uh, Evolve when Evolve was going to be on the network um, as the developmental for developmental. Uh, and so it all just kind of happened. Right. But like, that wasn't the plan. That wasn't Swerve's idea. That wasn't necessarily something that he was, um, fully, but that's not to say he wasn't committed to it. Cause he obviously was committed to it, but it wasn't something that was, um, that he was fully attached to. And that's why the moment he got released, it wasn't like a, you know, the three of them all stuck together. They all continued to take work together. Um, and they they worked for the culture uh, together. That was how that all went, right? But like Swerve was like, no, I'm going to resume my singles career because that was what I've worked all these years for. He talked about on that interview that, um, you know, the three of them, uh, and it's not a knock on them. You could literally look at their cage match. Uh, and collectively, I think between them, there's only like 50 matches total between them. <clears throat> and so... Uh, they were all inexperienced, all three of them. Uh, and, you know, he felt like before getting kind of thrown to the wolves on SmackDown, he felt like they should have, um, you know, kind of had a little more time to cook and develop the way that they did. Swerve's a 13-year veteran at this. That did not stop a whole lot of people from every single Hit Row tweet has something with, uh, uh, oh, I bet Swerve's regretting signing that contract. Like, oh, yeah. no, he's not. He's... <laughs> He is having fun doing exactly what he wants to do, which is wrestle and wrestle as a top level performer. And uh, I'm sorry, but look, I, I said both. I, I feel like I'm really happy for those guys in Hit Row. I feel like um, to get another chance like that on SmackDown in SmackDown needs it. SmackDown needs the uh, the depth for tag teams, uh, they don't have yeah. it. The WWE as a whole doesn't really have it. Right. Um, so it, the more tag teams they can bring in, the better. Great for them. Uh, and I think when you also turn around and look at where Swerve is in AEW and think about the fact that look at how he was brought in, look at how he uh, has kind of been featured on pretty much every poster since he's been brought in. Uh, and... They're, they're very particular about his presentation. I said uh, in my tweet yesterday, I said that I think Swerve's presentation currently is the best presentation he's had in his career. And I truly believe that. This isn't just a oh, living in the moment kind of thing. I think the way that his whole presentation right now, to me, feels his most authentic. And nah, I, I, I love it. Um, but thinking about the fact that Swerve Strickland is on a roster that also contains Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega and John Moxley 
and all of these guys that I want to see him face, nah, there's, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like this is a win-win. Like, Hit Row is essentially what it is again. I think people saw Hit Row with Swerve's group because of what Hunter did. He put them together. He was like, he's okay, the, we he's got the biggest the... star of the group, too. Let's, let's yeah. just be honest. He, <clears> and, he, and he was. He's the most established guy out of those four guys, so right. people thought it was his thing. Right, and and I get why they see it, saw it that way because that was what happened, right? You took a 13-year veteran and you put him in with this faction that was developing and all of a sudden, yeah, it kind of comes off like it swerves group. At the end of the day, though, as AJ has said multiple times, or I guess he's top dollar again now. Uh, no, not a... He, it's, it was his creation. It was his idea. and But they got a great reaction yesterday. They did. Uh, I'm glad to see them back. It is, we are in an interesting time right now as far as these returns are concerned because, uh, yeah, Hunter is bringing back a lot of people. Yeah, the, and, uh, the release is the new NXT call-up. It's like the return is the new NXT call-up. Right. Yeah. And, and, Seriously. Like, I wasn't trying to be funny, but it's like, like, nah, you're real. like bringing guys back has been like the new like surprise uh, of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that he's, like, calling up black and gold acts that essentially haven't been on TV in, like, six months, right? right. Uh, but that's essentially what's happening here is he is getting a second chance at at booking the guys that he was booking before. Um, and it seems like he is going to run with the kind of his but old brand. Shouldn't they – is it – why Why is it okay that I, like, don't know anything about Karrion Cross? Like they, like uh, it's as a the, say. I only watch the main roster. I know nothing about this guy. Why is he in the main event? And last time I saw this guy, he was a jobber. Like they're that, not because he's that guy. Reg, what are you talking uh, about? Bro? They're, they're I mean, not, I, I they're think not they're giving it up like the people say they want it. They're not. They're not like promoing these people. We're just supposed to know. We do know, and it's okay that they do that. But they're not telling people why Karrion Cross is the man. They're just like, look at the visuals. He has a woman. He has a. a fucking time thing i think there is a big over reliance right now on um on black and gold and that uh but the issue is is they weren't consistent with it because they never like even i still to this day feel like they never gave finn balor just due. they never were like this guy was badass in nxt and these are all the reasons why they never got that point over and they still are not doing that to be like there's a reason why you should like this person because of this yeah, I, I, like I said, I think it is a little weird that um, they are just kind of cold dropping black and gold acts onto the show. And that, like, uh, here came. And granted, these are all people I like, right? Like, yeah. bringing in Dakota Kai, I think, got a great reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing in Io Shirai. And Io Shirai has been involved in, in NXT 2.0, but nobody considers her a 2.0 act. Um, she's a black and gold act, yeah, uh, right. as far as we're concerned. And. Uh, but then, yeah, I think Karrion Cross is an interesting one because, as you mentioned, it's been a long time since mm-hmm. Karrion Cross had Scarlet, and that's not exactly a time period that like anybody was watching right. or um, or like highly into because like not only was it Wednesday Night War era, so it was a time period where NXT was getting like kind of slapped around, but also uh most of that happened during the pandemic a time period nobody wants to remember so uh you've kind of got like a twofold um knock against like something like a carrying cross and uh and scarlet and 
where they came in like the last time people who watched the main roster saw Karrion Cross. Yeah, he was the fucking doofus wearing a mask, and, uh, and and nobody liked any of that shit. And so yeah, they just brought in this act from a, a time period that is isn't exactly uh, lauded the way that say like 2017, 2018 NXT is. Right. But yeah. either way, and it was just kind of cold dropped into the show. Mm-hmm. But it's here. Uh, it cut, cut a promo this week. Uh... Some people, <laughs> I saw somebody <laughs> mention on Twitter. Uh, it was kind of one of the funniest things I, I read. They said, why is Carrier Cross's catchphrase TikTok, but he carries around an hourglass that does not tick nor talk? It doesn't tick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they're like it's, it's the fucking sands of the hourglass the days of our lives intro if this is what we're talking about like i don't yeah, understand the uh, thing but they're is. like they're like this this isn't a fucking clock this what is right. tiktok this is a, sands yeah. don't tick or talk but like in conjunction what they were saying about like because i know what people are going to say on AEW, they do it they did it with like matt's warner AEW, you could put Tennis an established yeah that's that's the dumb because in AEW, you could put an established indie star on tv and a lot of the crowd is gonna know who they are um the difference is the wwe universe let's say they only know what is presented to them on wwe television because that's what they've been conditioned to be so if you present them in a certain way they're gonna think of them a certain way and I, maybe you just need to put karen cross in a match i don't know what exactly it is but they need to i do mean i thought i thought the i thought the man's warner discourse was just dumb that as hell because one oh i mean one because it was like wrong because everybody's like hey why did he get a title match he didn't get a title match um and they're like why didn't they show a video package they did show they a video did. package two of them um yeah. <laughs> two of them uh and like I don't understand what any of that was about, but then again, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, uh, yeah. I mean, I actually understand what it was about, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, I, I don't quite understand right. so, what point is being made there. Um, to, to, to like, I, 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 I have to say, old boy who made the video about that. I wish there was a way to just like mute videos because mm-hmm. the amount of times I saw that guy's face in my feed last week and they're like he's got a point hey does this guy have a point no he doesn't have a fucking point because like obviously this is the way that show is presented and that's the issue i ultimately have with um the tribalism among fans right now is that like it's okay to like what you like i absolutely believe that you should Pick your show and like your show. You don't have to watch everything. I actually think that when people go, you know, you should just watch everything. No, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, that's, you're asking people to watch like 13 hours of pro wrestling a week. It's not going to happen. Uh, but I think it's okay to pick your stuff. The part where I think it's annoying is when you fault one show for not being like the other. Yeah. And then also, in the same breath, when they do something like the other, also fault them. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> yeah, it, it's like stupid because to, mm-hmm. to me it's, it's like, well, they would never do this on WWE. That's cool. I don't want AEW. <laughs> yeah. like WWE. Right. That's yeah. fine. Like, That's point. I I don't understand people going. Well, we didn't know anything about Mance, and they just expect us to know. It. They no, they don't expect you to know Mance. I think that's the criticism that That's I thought was silly. Right. So, yeah, there are AEW fans that watch everything, and they will know who Mance is. But the thing is. The reason they put Mance on TV is to introduce him to a new audience. That's the purpose right. of these things. That's why they did it with Ricky when he was the surprise entrant 
and he wrestled Cody. What did that do for Ricky? It got him on TV more. What yeah. did it do for Eddie Kingston? It got him on TV more. Yeah. What has it done for Kanosuke Takeshita? It's got him on TV more. Like, yeah. yo, stop getting on the Twitter and lying, bro. Like, I, I'm just sick of it. Stop lying, bro. <laughs> that's like, so fucking lying. Yeah. Hey, hey, no, that that's that's the realest shit. That's how they've introduced people since like day fucking one. Mm-hmm. It's it's so dumb. It's so. <laughs> and my thing is this: like, just be honest on what it is that you are saying like if you just don't care about Matt Warner and you're like who is this guy I have no interest in him just say that don't say AW you expect me to know who this guy is and care about him just say you don't care about him because if you you do if you did care about him introducing to you to this guy it's just going to get you to go and look up more of his stuff because there's no way I would sit and look at it to catch the match and go I don't know who this guy is they expect me to watch DDT no that isn't what I thought I was like no this guy's pretty good let me go look at more of his matches. Right. That's what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Do you like look, wrestling or not? I know. I know but like right. I said, it, it's <laughs> this idea of trying to hold one to the standard of the other. You don't have to do that. Just like pick, like pick and watch what you want to fucking watch. But to be like, well, this company here does this this way. And so you should do it just like this one. But then uh, also in the same breath, say, I want these companies to have their own identities. Like pick one, it's, right? Uh, it, I'll say this. I've been stuck on um, video packages lately, uh, hyping pro wrestlers. And I'll say this because uh, for whatever reason, I I tend to be a little bit of a masochist. I have recently been watching the run of Kenzo Suzuki again, which for for my money has been some of the most offensive television I've ever watched in my life. Why are you doing that? If you want to see one of the most offensive segments of all time, all time, I mean, like, right. you want to talk about from top to bottom does not hold up today. Uh, just look up the words John Cena, Kenzo Suzuki, Battle Rap. And I swear to you, from the opening frame, nothing about this holds up today. You would be like, I can't believe that this guy got pushed to being the face of the company because it's all so fucking bad. But it actually got started for me because, in case you forgot, Kenzo Suzuki was supposed to be brought in as Hirohito. And uh, the original... (laughs) You know, I talked last week about, like, Jim Cornette being stuck in, like, 1940s when it comes to, like, his thoughts on Japanese people. And I watched the original video package hyping up the debut of Hirohito on Monday Night Raw. And the whole video package was talking about um, they introduced a character that was essentially going to be... uh, he, He was going to be... The return of Imperial Japan and oh. exacting revenge on Americans for what took place in World War II. This, uh, I am so glad that this shit got canceled very, very quickly that somebody yeah. said, no fucking way. But the fact that these video packages aired and they were literally showing footage from, uh, from Japan and they were like, Japan, once a great empire, uh, ravaged in World War II, but now from the ashes comes... Hirohito coming soon to Monday Night Raw. That was going to be Kenzo Suzuki's gimmick. And somebody said, hey, let's not do that. Seriously, let's not. Like, think about how offensive something had to be in 2004 to get it canceled in a time where they had run Katie Vick just like a year and a half prior and all of that other shit. They used to have lesbians get beat up by uh, 
two minute warning by three minute warning on a regular basis but the fact that that was too much in 2004 man kenzo suzuki is is an interesting case study in like i think that might be like the worst period of smackdown i think that that whole year is fucking weird remember how i was telling you uh how people romanticized uh <laughs> cena's raps yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i know what that was about i know that in uh what was it too oh, i got a cat joining the, the cat. Shop. um i know in 2003 cena said a line that went over that that was too much uh and I'm trying to remember what it was, but I think I have to look it up. I know I tend to know Cena raps pretty well, but this one was so bad that it got, uh, I, I think it got uh, censored. They had to pull it from TV. Yikes. Um, Fucking Cena. All I'm hearing uh, is Oh, that that's that's what Ruth, it was. What is it? Uh, okay, so he said, John Cena's more American than silicone strippers, leaving cats dead in their tracks with heart attacks like John Ritter. Oh, and, I remember uh, that. And that was like right after John Ritter died. I remember that. <laughs> they had to pull the line from SmackDown, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's gone. You can't find that line anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, man. And Stripper and Ritter don't even like really rhyme that well. No, and, um, and, it's, and it's a trash line, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I... but, but where I was going with this is, uh, so I remember at that point, Cena essentially had his raps kind of stripped from him at that point that the WWE writers had to start writing him after that for him. And like you could Why hear does this it. Sound you, familiar? you could hear the difference. Why does this sound like familiar? Did this happen recently? Mm. Where it, Cena had a line that went too far, and then the WWE writers essentially took them over and handed him to them or handed them to him on a weekly basis. And then uh Cena eventually like requested himself, hey, can I just like talk? Because uh, right. that would be much yeah, better yeah, for you, me and much easier for me you, than you went from you went from you went from Cena writing the raps to the actual higher up whites writing the raps. Yeesh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and at then least, at least Cena could actually freestyle, so he could get something out of there. When you move it up to the, where this is all getting to the the where we're leading to Bruce Pritchard. That's he's a sick Negro because he <laughs> all of this every time something bad happened in them times. Nah, Bruce Pritchard. You know, yeah, and but again, the, they took the rap <laughs> I mean, from Cena. We talking about sick Negroes. I know. Like I when, when people ask uh, or when people are like, "Oh yeah, Cena went PG." Like that was a big part of it was that he was like, "Look, can I just do promos if I have to come out here and just." Like straight up say you are gay. Like he, that's what he says in that rap with Kenzo Suzuki. Like not he was just like Horrible. you want to talk about USA. Well, I think you are gay. And I'm like, what is this? This fucking sucks. I know, I know. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so like, <laughs> what? I know. It fucking sucks. This is like such unoriginal bullshit I from i don't want to hear nobody else say anything else ever again about a max caster rap after i just <laughs> heard that line that was awful, <laughs> Fucking like, awful. It's, like, it's like just straight up like pro-america stuff and it's all some of the wackest shit you'll see like today Ken, 
can we make this clip viral so we can get Cena canceled off this shit? That's how awful this shit is. Let's find the and I'll talk about how awful it is. Legit, look up John Cena, Kenzo Suzuki rap. I think it was on like the first SmackDown of 2005. Awful. And I'm like, later that year, he became the guy in the company. And it's so weird that it's it's bizarre shit. Uh, yeah, I was. I, 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 we've had this conversation. Yeah, before. No. I was not a Cena guy. I was a big Cena guy, I and I, Cena at the guy. time, and I'm looking back at this stuff like, why did I like any of this? Yeah, why did you like this? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Hit Row. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Hit Row is um, back though. No, I'm I'm really happy for Hit Row though, and I, I'm happy to see them back. Um, and I want to see what they end up doing. I saw somebody ask, do I think they could be the ones to dethrone the Usos? No. Um, and a uh, big reason for that is that I think we have to kind of take a step back and recognize what Swerve was saying, that um, these are all three fairly new professional wrestlers in terms of where they're at in their careers. Uh, these guys don't have a whole lot of experience to themselves. Um, I do think that being in a tag team will help protect them um in terms of what they can do like right now we're just seeing them uh the last night on smackdown all they had was a squash yeah uh all we've never seen if you watch the matches before they were just squashes too like we haven't seen them like go for it yet so it's gonna take some time i am now shaking my head because somebody put in our chat ruck ruck fools and somebody put that clip of him with that shirt on with the with the clip of uh the women like can i play with it can i touch it and then it zooms back in there they're talking about the belt some of that scene of stuff was really awful bro <laughs> it was really awful and people liked it but it was really not good it was a bad time i mean that that period of smackdown is really really bad <laughs> uh, like uh, cuz i had you know i started just looking for the kenzo suzuki clips and then i'm like oh yeah i forgot undertaker feuded with heidenreich and oh my god and that feud, that wasn't just like a month-long feud. That shit went on for like five months. Uh, no, that 2004 SmackDown is, Nathan Jones. is, is genuinely so mm. bad. Oh, it's uh, bad Oh, yeah, you had Stutter and Matt Morgan and mm. like... So bad. So bad. It's, it's so, really bad stuff. Yeah, but man, I'm, I'm happy for uh, Top Dollar because, you know, I felt like he got a pretty poor shake the way that he got let go and then people kind of like used that to try and roast him and i didn't mm-hmm. think that was cool um so i'm i'm glad that he's getting another chance to do the hit roast stuff especially because it was initially his idea and man him clapping back earlier uh <laughs> yeah stop asking black people to join hit row that is not yeah it was great okay or, look or him clapping uh, back and saying what somebody saying that they need a leader he's like nah i'm the leader this is my right. this is my shit like this yeah. is my idea okay here's the thing you have to recognize not every black person is going to fit in this group i kept seeing in comments people were replying to me when i said i'm happy hit rose back and they're like well maybe carmelo hayes could join this group no no stop where is this carmelo hayes's gimmick at all Mm-mm. No, he he's 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 black and he likes rap too. Put him with this guy. Hey, how about our mm-hmm. truth? Who's older than these guys? He raps right. Put him with this guy. No, stop. I, I can't believe the amount of people that said our truth. Our truth, you guys. Are you serious? Come on, <laughs> please, please be serious. We have to be serious here. Our truth, man. Come on and hit row. That is. But they're, they're presented different ways. I don't know Jesus. if people understand this, but our truth is 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 treated like a comedy act. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're ever gonna give, he's your funny ass uncle. And yeah. the type, of, and even if you go back to like 
pre-comedy R-Truth, the type of rap R-Truth did was not the same. That's no. not the, <laughs> like it's yeah. so. Yeah, man, if you're ever going to give Hit Row a chance, you've got to let them stand on their own feet. You can't try and add other things to this to make it work. Just let them have this now. That's what messed it up before. Just and let stop. Them- and stop like going down the list of black people you can add. I also saw, hey, what if MVP joins? Stop. Stop. I do stop. like uh, I do like Mellow and MVP, though. I think that's a great... Uh, that's a good combination, right? Well, because now we're taking people that, again do have similar presentations right where you when you think about who mvp was in 2006 2007 and then you modernize that it kind of becomes carmelo hayes right uh i can see that but as far as like Uh, our truth and hit row is insane you guys (laughs) that is literally that's crazy (laughs) yeah no 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 no, it's nuts uh but no i'm i'm happy for them happy b fab is back um i was worried because all the rumors didn't contain b fab and i thought uh if you bring them back without her that and but i got excited because as soon as hit row hit i was like oh that's got b fab uh she is there as well so, so yeah, I think this is a good thing, and like you said, I think this is a good thing for everybody involved. I think Swerve is doing this thing in AEW. Um, I just feel like Swerve is, like you said, presented better now. I, I I like what he's doing more than what he was doing with NXT, and I like that Hit Row is getting a chance to still establish themselves as the act that they started in NXT. I think it's I good th- for everybody. I think the thing people need to take a step back and think about is the fact that look, Hit Row at the end of the day. And I like Hit Row. And I like everybody in Hit Row. But Hit Row is an act. And I think that Swerve Strickland has been presented. I think he's kind of past that in his career. He is a professional wrestler. He is a wrestler. And, like, um, I think his ultimate goal isn't necessarily. And this is just my, my thinking. And, granted, a little bit of it has to do with conversation we've had. But for the most part, like... I would see his goals being more around being in the conversation with guys like Will Ospreay, with guys like Kenny Omega, and guys like, uh, uh, you know, and eventually getting to, you know, obviously Brian Danielson's legendary level. But, you know, talking about that level of performance, the guys he came up with, the guys that, yeah, uh, I know that for a lot of people, their first exposure to him was Hit Row, so or even like his NXT run. So that's why you associate him more with uh, the gimmick that Hit Row kind of was. But at the same time, like this is a guy who's been wrestling since the yeah. uh, for 13 years, right? This is a guy who did come up with with Will Ospreay. This is a guy who did come up with you know I mentioned before when he had the match with uh, the Bucks and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hops. This is the fourth promotion he's wrestled the Young Bucks in. Right, uh, right. You know, I consider him more with that group of indie talent that eventually made its way up. Those are the guys that he's been around for so long. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's a wrestler. Like that's how I see it. I right. don't. I don't look at it as the the gimmick of Hit Row, and that's not knocking gimmicks. I just think that. I think people are tying too much of that stuff together. Look, I mean, look, we talked about it when they all got released. Swerve didn't need a gimmick like that to get over. And I feel like them feeling like he needed that missed what was great about Swerve. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, to to throw a Lupe example in there, 
Like he always said with the Atlantic stuff, he was like, no, they kept trying to give me verses beats with hooks already on it. And he right. was like, nah, I don't want that. He was like, that's mm-hmm. y'all shit. Keep that. And mm-hmm. I feel yep. like that's kind of the situation right now with Swerve. Like, nah, Hit Row is, is their thing. Let them keep doing that. That's y'all's. Like, let mm-hmm. me do what right. I'm doing over here. Y'all cook over there. And that's not a knock at them, like I said, but let everybody eat on their own. Like, he doesn't really need to. Even do if that. he had re-signed with WWE, I would want to see him doing Swerve. I wouldn't want to yeah, see stop, him doing. Stop trying to pigeonhole him in something that wasn't some, he, something he initially wanted to do. And that's not to say that he probably didn't have fun doing the hit row stuff. But like I said, he didn't need to do that to get over, in my yeah. opinion. Um, I, I didn't think so either. But like I said, listen to him talk about it. I posted the clip on my Twitter, which is right here. Uh, so Orion Ben, by the way, says, <coughs> damn it, I can't shake this fucking cough. I'm truly Idris Elba here. <laughs> um, check out I Am Watching uh, Video Music Box documentary when you get a chance. It was the forerunner to these whippersnappers and produced by Nas. <laughs> yeah, I watched that actually. It's a great documentary. Everybody should watch it. Video Music mm-hmm. Box was the original uh, hip hop watch your videos nationwide or whatever type of thing. Very great documentary. I think it's on Amazon Prime, one of them streaming services. You'll see it soon. Nathan says, sup guys, can't watch live as I'm on the golf course, but one of your thoughts on Daniel Daniel Garcia. Personally, I think he's too big to join BCC. Think he can lead his own group with Matt, Angelo, and Anna. Um, I I mean, I I think what they're doing with Garcia is fucking brilliant, man. Right. Everything about it is great. Well, especially because like that promo they had on Rampage. Rampage wasn't my favorite episode this week, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I thought the opening promo cooked i thought i thought that brian reminded us that like when i call brian the goat it's not just because of his ability in the ring big piece of it but that man handles the stick i think with the best of them Mm -hmm. i think he is one of the best mike guys possibly ever i think when he gets out there i some of my all-time favorite promos are brian danielson promos but the way he got in there and uh and cooked Daniel Garcia, but in a way that made you believe in Daniel Garcia a little bit Mm. in a way that made you think like Daniel Garcia does not need to be in the Jericho appreciation society because you know, he, he is a wrestler's wrestler. I don't know if he even needs anybody. He doesn't need to be with that. He doesn't need to be with anybody at this point. I think he could just be on his own doing great things, having two out of three falls matches with the greatest wrestler of our generation. Yeah, that was a, I think that that's what's always funny to think about with Brian Danielson because I remember when he originally signed to WWE, everyone's thing was like, "Well, this guy has no mic skills. He's all just wrestling. He's all this." And it's like, you guys know, so you guys don't know about this guy. And eventually, I, he showed everybody. I accidentally rewatched. That was another thing I rewatched this week. So uh, the rumor, of course, going into All Out is that it's going to be Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson at um, All Out. That makes sense. And I thought uh, my immediate thought was, I remember that match happening twice. I couldn't remember if it happened more than twice. I remembered they faced each other uh, as an Elimination Chamber qualifier in the 2013 Elimination Chamber, and then they faced, and that was on Raw. And of course, Brian Danielson's first WWE match was against Chris Jericho on that first NXT. NXT. And so I went and watched that first NXT. And God, how fucking insulting was that first NXT? Ridiculous. Like the idea that they're like, uh, Brian Danielson standing there, and they have Miz talking about, where's your charisma? And you know what? It's interesting to think about that today 
thinking about the idea that like Brian Danielson is ten times more charismatic than the Miz. Oh, yes. Do you know how that sounds in retrospect? There are, <laughs> it's funny because WWE has kind of brainwashed a lot of WWE fans to talk like that online. Like, oh, he doesn't have any charisma. He can't talk. Mm-hmm. Like, you just yeah. And like Brian Danielson, especially like the whole gimmick at the time was he has no personality. He has no. And then they made him dance when he got to Raw and they're like, look, he's got personality. And it's like, no, Brian Danielson, like once he finally broke out, it was just Brian Danielson and didn't need to do any of that shit. That was he ended up reminding people that he is the best at what he does. But that promo last night was excellent. And I thought Daniel Garcia, it's interesting, right? Because um, he is. He's obviously getting a lot. Uh, somebody really likes Daniel Garcia. Um, and that person being uh, my wife in particular, because she thinks he's a very, very handsome dude. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, don't, no. Da- don't have Daniel Garcia on cameo getting you out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, that's how I'm going to get... That's how I'm going to be divorced, right? It's just going to show up in a Daniel Garcia. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I'm just going to get a Daniel crazy. Garcia cameo in my inbox talking about it's over. It's right. over, bro. Man. <laughs> yeah. Don't text Man. her. Don't, don't DM her. Don't do nothing. Uh, <laughs> but no, the storytelling they're doing Garcia is, is fantastic. The, yeah. Just, just the fact that he feels like he owes Jericho because Jericho helped him when he was at his lowest. And so, yeah, he appreciates him. And that's why he is joining this crew. But all the while... He keeps saying in so many ways, like, no, I belong over there. He's he's reminded mm-hmm. us several times that Gar- that that Brian handpicked him. He's told us that that Brian is his hero. He wrestled that match at Ring of Honor that he told us he didn't care about in maroon trunks like mm-hmm. like Brian. Uh, he he tried to do Brian's move to finish the match and it cost him the match. All of that storytelling is great, and him beating Yuta and the way that he beat well not beating Yuta but being Brian. The way he beat Brian was great. Yeah, all the storytelling they're doing great. The the very small touch they put in this promo of him dressing him down mm-hmm. and saying, "What are you doing over there? You should be basically, you don't belong over there." And afterwards, he slowly took that Kango off. Mm-hmm. I noticed yeah. it, and I was like, mm. "Yeah, I mean, this is all great to hear because I talked to Daniel Garcia before, you know, right before he signed when he was getting hot, and of course, I'm like, yo." you're about to be in a company with Brian Danielson. And I remember him telling me that he wanted, when he got the when he got to interact with Brian Danielson, he wanted it to be super important. And he, he didn't want it to just be a throwaway match and for it to get to here to where he's going to be in a two out of three falls match with one of the greatest technical wrestlers in history of professional wrestling. And he gets to be in a promo with him and have a program with him to set up another yeah, program. It's, it's not it's just amazing. A right. It's a story. It's great. Mm-hmm. I got to say though, the term technical sports entertainer is the funniest shit. That's uh, that pops me every fucking time. I mm-hmm. laugh my ass off at the term technical sports entertainer. I, I, I love everything about what he's doing. The fact that he keeps trying to get Dragon Slayer over, which is a very Jericho thing to do. It is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just think all the small touches they're doing with like with Garcia is just so good. Uh, can't wait for that match. That's going to yeah. be a killer match. going to bang. DNC Digital says, Billy is Chad Gable talking about the, the Power Ranger stuff. Uh, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I can see that. Uh, Marco says, any of you guys get eyes on Street Fighter Six and the heavy urban slash hip-hop influence they're yeah, using right, for the music and aesthetics? Can't wait for more Grapsity content. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched um, 
Evo this past week. I did. Uh, but I did. Have you noticed that the top Street Fighter players in the world are either Japanese or black? And so, like, look, Street Fighter at this point is a... Uh, and I say this as a Street Fighter player that said I have a Mortal Kombat co- uh, cabinet behind me, but uh, I very much adore mostly Capcom fighters um, uh, mechanically. I'm a, big, I'm a big Tekken guy. Mm. Uh, yeah, my, my uncle was ups- I remember he, when he first got a Sega Genesis, he was obsessed with Street Fighter. Special he, Champion Edition. He was, he was crazy on Street Fighter. I remember him going to do a, a Street Fighter tournament, but like he had other games, and when he would lose on the other games, he'd whip that game out, put in Street Fighter, <laughs> and whoop some ass. Yeah, Street Fighter is like, that's our shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's for it. sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I, I just couldn't help but notice that that when... The tournament was winding down in Street Fighter Five. I'm like, it's it's just black people and Japanese people mm-hmm. up here. This is uh... another Lupe bringing them back up. Lupe, yeah. <laughs> that's what Street Fighter. He's a always legend, trying to bro. challenge some rappers. Legend. To he beat Daigo, bro. Like, only only legend, Ken and bro. Ryu. He finds it hard to be Zangief. Um, yeah, but I know uh, it's hard to be Blanca. Uh, was <laughs> the line. Um, but the yes, as far as Street Fighter Six is concerned, yeah. I kind of like the aesthetics. I'm going to pick it up um, for sure. I really want just a straight up 2D Street Fighter again, though. And I hate that we've gotten so far from that. Like, look, it's over old I'm, I'm, so- no, I'm saying Street Fighter 6. <laughs> look, Street Fighter 6 can exist, but give me Street Fighter Alpha 4 is what I want to see. Give me a sequel. To, and I know you say it's over old head, but look at how popular. <laughs> look at how popular uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is, right? And how like. Still sticking with the straight up um, 2D style has worked for that game, and I think if they did a Street Fighter in that vein, kept up uh, in the Street Fighter Five, Street Fighter Six, and Street Fighter Four style, um, keep those games going in the main line, but did a side game that's a little bit more like Dragon Ball Fighter Z in in presentation and style, and do a Street Fighter Alpha Four, I would be all for that. But yes, um, I am a Big Street Fighter play. But really, I just want Capcom vs. SNK again. Capcom vs. SNK 2 is the best fighting game in the world to me. And uh, I want that back. But yeah, I, I haven't seen any of the Street Fighter 6 stuff other than like the initial stuff. I haven't noticed the hip-hop aesthetic. But listen, rap is the is the hottest um, oh, genre of music in the world. Just Google the, street, Google the Street Fighter 6 logo. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I want to say like K Tronada or something. They got a, like a super dope hip hop producer to do a lot of the music for mm-hmm. it too. So like, yeah. it's a compl- it's a complete departure uh, in terms of presentation. It's a completely different look. It's a completely different everything. Um, let's see. Corey with a K says, "Is it fair to say Swerve didn't really fit in Hit Row? Um, those three seem more over the top, where Swerve always comes off more too cool for school." I won't say I don't know if I would say he doesn't fit, but I just think it's it's what we were saying that I just don't think he ever needed that kind of gimmick to get over because he was already an established guy. And if you didn't already know that I could see, you know, feeling like he needed to do that, but man, if you knew him from Defy and all these other things, it's like mm-hmm. this guy yeah. is this guy is one of the best in the world. Like Right. I mean, I still think it's wild that that night people are like, oh, well, I'm sure he's regretting it. Did you guys see that sequence with Nick Jackson? He, he's good. He's <laughs> <laughs> good. having fun. Like, I think people don't realize that he is a wrestler. Like, this isn't, but, but okay. But it's, yeah. 
but I get it because I get how, why people what a lot of people's first exposure to him was. Right. Um, and so that's what they see him as. Roy says, uh, biggest lie in the whole Warner discourse is that dude pretending he didn't have time to Google Mance. He can take a three minute break from Proud Boy videos. L- look, it's <laughs> <laughs> look more than anything. And it, it, it's like Phil said, I don't even think anybody's expecting you to Google him. No. Look at how Ricky Starks right. was introduced. Yeah, literally, that is his introduction. That was how. You, that's you getting to know him. I, I, I think there's also this fallacy in wrestling that people act like, okay, well, I need to be up on everything so that I can impress other people on the internet. Sometimes it's okay to be like, I don't know this guy. I don't know I'm this discovering person. him, and it now doesn't have to be everybody else. That's fine. It doesn't have to be a bad like. I don't know them. They're dumb. It's just be like, oh, I've never heard of them. That's a new discovery. Or, or who is this? He doesn't matter. Like, no. Right. If you don't know who somebody is, like, it's cool to just discover him as as we go. Like, I didn't know who tons of wrestlers were when they first came to AW, but it's cool that we now see more Let wrestlers. You know them now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It's like it's. I don't know. It's such a weird thing to be upset about. Yep. Uh, Trey Jones says, being a Cena fan during his peak, going back to watch his old raps back then was crazy as a young kid. Yeah. Oh, I know. Not a lot of hold up. Uh, the, uh, Brent says, they got to stop, oh, by the way, amazing stuff on AEW. The United Empire coming back again. This whole trio's turning. Holy crap. All right. We're, we are going to dive into that right now because Quake by the Lake took place. Uh, and this show was, uh, I thought, a crazy great show. Yeah, um, The opening match with uh, Darby and Brody King. Again, Brody King's one of those names where you weren't expected to know who Brody King was when he showed up. Mm-mm. That's the point. They just showed you who Brody King was, and they've taken the last few months to show you who Brody King was. And Brody King is somebody who's going to kick your fucking ass. And uh, I thought the callback to the ending of Royal Rampage was great shit. Right. That was one of the most picture-perfect endings. The way he fell in that coffin perfectly and it closed. Mm-hmm. It was great, but I also couldn't help but laugh at it because it's such a wrestling thing to do. <laughs> it is. It was a wrestling bump. Yeah, but, Buddy King has been showing why. I mean, I've known about Buddy King because he's a California guy. He trained up out here uh, in Lucha Libre and doing things like that. And then so the thing I, the, the thing that I like about how AEW does things is I'm being rewarded as a wrestling fan. I lo- I, there's been so long that I haven't been rewarded. Like, I know independent wrestling, so they put on wrestlers that I know from there as a reward for me for being invested as a wrestling fan. And then they let the rest of the fans catch up to it you know so yeah. like if you didn't know in the beginning they're gonna let you catch up but for people like me who know these people i'm excited when brody king gets a shot i'm excited when mance gets a shot and gets to drink his beer and be bloody on the things because i'm being rewarded yeah. for knowing Look, about professional wrestling we, we talked about it with forbidden door i despise this idea that people think everybody needs everything needs to be for them no mm-hmm. it doesn't it sometimes does not. Sometimes it's okay to be like, hey, that's for those guys over there. It's rewarding yeah. those guys. That's dope. Hey, let me also try and enjoy this. And if I don't, that's okay. Right. I don't have to be mad at it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. No, nah, I, uh, I, 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 I love that ending, though. I thought. The ending was dope. <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. Uh, a lot of blood. Lots of blood. <laughs> but I thought the main event was... The best Jericho showing he's had in AEW. Uh, 
I, I can agree. I, I think that recently Jericho has been more motivated as matches have been better. I feel like his segments have been better. Sometimes I do think his promos are a little too long, but I do think that Jericho this year has been a lot better. I, maybe yeah. I would say since the match with Kingston, he's mm-hmm. been on a... On yeah, a, I, oh, I was going to say that. Let me say this. I'm not, di- I'm not discounting any of that stuff. I'm literally just saying this match was that good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That him... I think he went out there to have what I thought was his best showing. Um, he's been in pretty much, I'd say, the best physical shape he's been in since, like, probably 07. Because, uh, you know, he bulked up probably around uh, 09-ish. And so, yeah, he's been in great shape. But this was him kind of reminding us that he's still got a lot left in the tank as far he's as a professional still wrestler. Got it. Uh, my least favorite tank. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Jericho. That's why I am kind of looking forward to him versus Brian, uh, because it is a match that we've only seen at, at certain stages of Brian's career and not as, like, top-level main eventer Brian Danielson. Um, yeah, I, but- I, like I was saying, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know if the Mox match was my favorite match because I really like that one-on-one with Kingston from Revolution. I thought that that's one of my favorite Jericho matches in a long time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the things that he's been doing this year has been pretty great. Uh surprisingly, you know, when it comes to just in-ring on the yeah. you know, bell to bell shit. So, yeah, shout out to Jericho and Moxley, you know. He does it again. Yeah. He's just Yeah, like, Moxley there's gonna be blood, me. there's going to be drama, there's going to be brawling, there's going to be all kind of crazy shit when it's a Mox match. So, I, I yeah. couldn't be any happier that he's a heel again, though, so I can boo him like I've been wanting to boo him since last right. year. Yeah. And putting him against Brian, oh my God, yeah. Perfect. Ready to boo this guy right up by the Chicago. <laughs> 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 but no, he's been yeah. doing great. Yeah, uh, and but the two big things to come out of this show, the first one being that it kind of sounds like Kenny's coming back this Wednesday. Um, and like if i know anything about tony khan i know that if it wasn't going to be kenny omega he would be doing everything in his power right now to stop the rumor train because if there's one thing tony khan hates doing it's like disappointing Mm -hmm. and so uh it's one of those He never really like sets out to intentionally disappoint. That's not to say that there's never been disappointing stuff in AEW, because of course there has. But um, more so, he, he doesn't, expectations, he's he doesn't like to, to be in the business of setting you up to be angry right. and, and setting you up to be upset uh, or like, oh, they got us. You know, he, he, he made sure to plant all the seeds last year uh, for the CM Punk return to make sure that you know you had every he doesn't show up (laughs) what if mjf comes out what if we sold all these tickets and then he's not there like he made sure to plant all of the seeds there to make sure that it was in your head cm punk was coming out to the point of where the show literally opened up saw the (laughs) uh the music stops fans are chanting cm punk and that was it so I feel like he's done the same thing here with Kenny. He made sure to remove all doubt where everybody's like, well, what if their partner's the, what if it's the hung bucks, right? Like what if it's hangman made sure this week that you heard hangman say, it's not me. And, uh, and then Brandon Cutler even says, well, I could do it. And they're like, shut up, Brandon, like making sure that you, I bet you BTE this week has all the Kenny hints all over it. Oh, yeah. They want you to be sure that, I would not be surprised if Dynamite literally 
the music just stops at the start of the show, fades out, and the crowd is just chanting Kenny, and they are just ready. And you know what the best part to me is? CM Punk is best known as a mic guy. That is what we love CM Punk for. We love how kind of pointed and aggressive he can be as a personality. So, of course, the first thing we want out of CM Punk in his return is him to talk to us. Mm -hmm. But the thing people want out of Kenny more than anything else in his return is professional wrestling. They want him in the ring. Get in the ring. They want you in the ring. And Mm -hmm. I love that that's what we're essentially building up for Kenny and is and this match with these <laughs> people. Oh my God, God. Yo, that tornado tag match, by the way, was, oh, that, yeah. tor- that, was, that was crazy. That was super uh, fire. But, but yeah, we got him in there with dragon Lee Roosh and Andrade. What? Yeah. This that's gonna crazy. Be, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. That's going to be nice. I'm so happy. I can't believe it's coming this week. Unreal. But, but yeah, I, I think that before, there's so much good storytelling they're doing with the Bucks right now and their face turn. And I think when people talk about how they're disappointed with the women's stuff, it's because you see all the layers they put into the storytelling with the Bucks and those mm-hmm. guys. Or yeah. Like I just talked about with Garcia. And they haven't really done that with the women yet. They haven't right. done any... Fully story. layered storytelling. I agree with that. Yeah. They haven't yeah. done that with mm-hmm. any women's feud yet. And I feel like that's the big missing piece. Uh, but, man, all of this stuff they did with, with just... Just using Hangman to turn them face again. And yes, it was. They did need to do the Hangman stuff first because, listen, Kenny's going to get cheered when he comes back. So they have to be faces. They cannot be heels when Kenny comes back. No. But, man, just the small things like Hangman telling them, like, no, you know, these guys are my friends. They were my friends. And so I feel like I have to second them. Like the Bucks didn't want a second for Hangman <coughs> in his first title match. Mm-hmm. Calling all the way back to the first year in AEW. Like all that stuff is just so good. Um, and I appreciate that stuff as somebody that's been watching since day one. Yeah. Um, so, I man, I I am super psyched for Kenny. But all the stuff they've been doing with Hangman in the, in the build up to this has also been really good. This is going to be a great week. Um, they are... At the Charleston Coliseum, I want to say, in Charleston, West Virginia. Yep, I just pulled that up. Uh, And that is the arena where SCU won their first tag titles. Um, And As a matter of fact, I think... Am I correct here? No, I'm not. Never mind. Uh, Forget (laughs) the thing I was about to say. Uh, But... So... Yeah, that, it, should, it, should, it should be fun. I think this is going to be a fun night. I think it's going to be a fun match. Uh, the bracket as a whole looks really great. Like Ooh, on that one left it, side, buddy. That left side. Like, Ooh. look, I I feel bad, right? Because I'm thinking, look, UE, I kind of want to see win. But at the same time, the entire premise of the trios division was kind of built on the idea of a three teams which yeah. was the elite mm-hmm. best friends and death triangle and yep. if death triangle loses in the first round that kind of sucks and so i kind of don't think like i know people are like i i even said the same thing of oh my god we could actually get to see kenny and osprey in this tournament that's possible it's entirely fucking possible but i also kind of think that i think you, that's why we're not gonna see it right I kind of think that Death Triangle needs to be the ones to move on just because this, the the whole premise of this division 
doesn't work without you know the, the when uh they were first talking about doing a trios division it was at the beginning of 2020 and that was when death triangle formed mm-hmm. uh and so i don't see a scenario where they're not at least it's, in it's, it's the semifinals so. yeah mm-hmm. and <clears throat> but on the other hand we have seen death triangle versus the elite that's happened yeah. before that as a mm-hmm. matter of fact the the first death triangle match was death triangle versus the elite right. uh, it happened in daily's place january 1st 2020 so we have seen that match before. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, I no, that's that, true. It also delivered. So, like, I'm not going to complain. The match yeah. fucking rules. So you, you can't go wrong. I mean, with yeah. either outcome from that match, either we get Death Triangle versus the Elite or we get Osprey, which I kind of feel like it's a red herring because people want the Osprey and Kenny match. But I feel like the first time we see the Kenny stuff, it's going to be in a one-on-one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think they're going to do their first little hookup. Although I do want to at least do something like I would have like Kenny and the elite walking up the stage. And then, uh, as they're celebrating their victory, uh, (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) and like have them pass each other on the stage in like a way of hey we might get this match you never know uh but then ultimately have death triangle win yeah i think this is this tournament is looking really good um really it's just like the trust busters is like the only team i'm like not into um i saw putting trust busters in there instead of another trio that's more established doesn't make much sense to interesting me. choice I yeah mean, like, i mean they're they're gonna lose in the first round and they're gonna lose to to best friends and i think i it, to me it was probably a way to kind of protect any other trios right now like yeah. what trio could we have lose in the first round the factory you could have put <laughs> in there. yeah i don't know um somebody i saw somebody on twitter actually my friend uh so colin harris sent this to me he said uh and I can agree with this, and I'm sorry that I agree with this. I don't because uh, I don't see it with Parker. I don't. Um, he said someone said Parker Boudreaux looks like a corrupted Brock creative save or creative wrestler save file. <laughs> Two thousand two Brock Lesnar vibes. But like, if it got corrupted, like it's it's uh, I don't see it with him. Actually, I take it back. I see him. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he's going to be a future world champion. Fourth row, West Side Gun. We love your wrestlers. So, yeah. Um, hey, Rashad says, uh, first thing I noticed was the new mic. Glad to see y'all on the come up. We need the Phil interview, or we need to see Phil interview Seth Rollins soon. I agree. That'd be incredible. That's uh, definitely a guess I would love to have. Um, that's absolutely a dream interview for me. Mm-hmm. Um just because I would rub people's nose in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I would love that. Um, and, hey, we got a couple more. Uh, Life of Deem says, uh, Happy Saturday, Grab City Crew. Just got tickets for Black Girl Magic next oh, week please. in Brooklyn. It's going nice. to be my first independent show in nearly six years. Hey, shout uh, out, Deem. Hey, shout out, Deem. And, yeah, great pulling up to that Black Girl Magic show happening. Uh, if you guys don't know, please look it up. It's going to be a great show. Shout out to Deem. Shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out to everybody. Uh, we also got another one from Meet Normus. Says, Doctor of Thugonomics took me out of wrestling for a while. The shit was trash. Uh, <laughs> have y'all heard of go-go music? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not a big fan of go-go music. I know it's a big DC thing. Uh, I'm not a big fan. I know Wale uses it sometimes in his music. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
On that uh, note, we also love go go music and people that like go go music. So, Wale, if you yeah. ever want to come on Grapsy, we are actually fans of go go. What Phil said was yeah. just a lie. Ricardo, uh, the wizard says, Hi, fellas, watching on catch up. Big love. Thank you so much. Hey, appreciate it, Ricardo. Yep. Uh, and of course, the porn bot showed up. Uh, thanks, porn bot. So, at least send a super chat if you're gonna do the thing, porn bots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send us some money for your little porn. Things. Exactly. Uh, Redman says, do you think there's anything to the theory of Stokely secretly recruiting on behalf of his former boss, MJF, building an army of frustrated talent? That would be cool. I hadn't even thought about that. Well, I like cool. it. Yeah. I, I, think, I think we're definitely ramping up the MJF teases, by the way. Um, I don't think that that is a coincidence that it seems like he's been more visible in stuff outside of the product. Um, since Punk has, has started to ease his way back in, it seems like it's coming. Maxi! Uh, yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, man with beard. Oh, <laughs> man with beard. Hugh Man. <laughs> uh, it says, when can we see the Grap City guys at a God's Hate show? Uh, you might see me at one one day. The the homies throw that Sound and Fury show. Shout out to the homies. They have a show... Um, Brain Slam tomorrow. Swerve, speaking of Swerve, he's going to be a part of it in L.A. So if you're out in L.A., Brain Slam's tomorrow. The main event is Takahashi from uh, Japan versus um, Warhorse. Um, Swerve is wrestling Black Taurus. Um, it's going to be a really great show if you're out in L.A. Check it out, Brain Slam. But, yeah, God Tate, I could possibly be out there moshing, drop kicking somebody in there. <laughs> their shit one day i wouldn't i wouldn't you know yeah shout out brody king yeah um and collins on the rocks says reg is right on the money saying that AEW rewards their fans for watching indie wrestling or even dark reward your fans for watching more wrestling mm-hmm. um i mean like I, I i and i say this for wwe too i love when i'm rewarded for watching the show that's it um that's all i wanted see. to i've spent fucking 30 years doing this like come on man uh, Brent Lockman says, vacant in the Bucks, taking it all, baby. <laughs> sure seems like a big vacant. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I still kind of feel like I wouldn't be surprised if Best Friends wins it all. They are kind of like secretly that. being built up to be a force, and they're kind of giving them a little bit of an easier path to the finals. Um, be- I think the finals do end up being Best Friends versus the Elite. Uh, but what that, about because there are some rumors surrounding best friends? What about that? Yeah, those rumors aren't out there. That's not out there at all. I don't know. <laughs> you can't say why. that. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I that has not been published nowhere. I didn't <laughs> say anything. <laughs> but no, either Chuck, way, no, Chuck said that ain't true, man. He said it, his his contract ain't up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but no. Uh, so the uh, but best friends what because they've got because like I think best out. friends they're they're easily beating trustbusters that's an easy one. I'm saying you um, think yeah. Dark Order has zero chance in this because I yeah, mean yeah I don't know I think they could go a little far I don't think they go to the finals though I think uh, if yeah, you're thinking I'm about a pay per view match I think they see Orange Cassidy you know Orange Cassidy already faced Kenny on pay per view I right. think they see uh, Orange Cassidy being the the bigger draw oh no we lost Mr. Yeah. Lindsay. His screen went dark on us. Oh, man. AEW Dark Phil. Oh, no. Uh, Well, we'll keep going through these, Mm -hmm. uh, finishing up over the next few minutes. Um, Let's see. The neglect against Sunny Kiss makes me so angry. An LGBTQIA plus 
talent, unique AF, could be huge for representation. And to- TK chose to hide her for two plus years. Um, yeah, we've been kind of all screaming from the mountaintops. Hey, put Sunny Kiss on TV. Sunny Kiss is on TV right now. Um, I don't know if a heel turn was necessarily the way I would have gone with it. Uh, but especially with an act that, as I just said, I don't necessarily feel Parker, and Parker is uh, officially all elite, got the graphic and everything. Oh, no. Uh, let me make this a two man graphic. Phil is not all elite right now. He's gone. Yeah. Matter of fact, we can just make us bigger. Look at us. We got your whole screen now. Yeah, we in the game. We in the building. Yeah, um, uh, as far as Sunny Kiss, it's just great that Sunny's going to be on TV, so we could just accept that. I don't know where this is going to lead to. This could possibly lead to Sunny being the, the, the focal point since, you know, Parker's still pretty new, uh, pretty much a rookie in the game. So it's possible that this could be a little rocket ship to get Sunny some more action, to get some, some more stuff. So, I mean... Everybody, a lot of people could be treated better. Yeah. Day by day, we take we take things how we take them. So, right. Um, but yeah, as far as the tournament's concerned, I see because I think House of Black gets cost by Miro. I think that's mm-hmm. how they get eliminated. Miro and Sting. That story's not over, and I think that ultimately that's an easy way to get them out. Um, I think that so pretty much then it becomes best friends or. Uh, dark order on that side now on one end there's the story that you can have dark order obviously they they would have hangman in their corner so right. that would be a good story but right. at the same time i feel like dark order doesn't necessarily have an established trio they best don't. friends is really the most established trio in the entire uh company besides mm-hmm. maybe undisputed era uh, yeah. or undisputed elite but yeah i would honestly if you're not gonna go with the elite winning him I kind of feel like best friend should win them, uh, and that would be kind of the way I reward them being From around. From the beginning, as as yeah, doing everything they've done for the company. Orange Cassidy is a big part of the company. Yeah, I think that that this could totally work. Oh, there's yeah. Phil. I'm back. There he goes. <laughs> well, I guess we can. Put you. You see that? Yeah. Oh yeah, what's going on? Hold on. Yep. Hold on. Oh, yeah, it's not glitching no more. Oh, now it's glitching. Well, we only got a couple more minutes anyway. The last thing to talk about on this show. <laughs> CM motherfucking punk is back and we lost Phil again. Uh, I'm still here. I was just trying to figure out what's going on with my camera. So I'm still here. Uh, okay. Well, either way, CM Punk returned. Big surprise return at the end of the show. Worked the hell out of all of us because, uh, I mean, look, he had Dave Meltzer reporting. Look, CM Punk's still very hurt. He might not be available till uh, full gear to do the unification match. So we're just going to have to wait on that. Uh, nope, he is good. He made sure to hop on the foot to show us. Nah, he's more than good. He is great. Did the start off to the worms? Scott, shout out to Scotty too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he was doing his thing. Uh, and yeah, CM Punk looks like our all-out main event is set. It's and the back, thing, back. And you know, it's so funny. The poster for All Out has had CM Punk on it the whole time. The very yeah. first video package they showed for All Out when the tickets were going on sale had CM Punk at the end. I don't think they ever anticipated not having CM right. Punk. They would yeah. have removed him from that stuff a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's always been on it should have been the indicator. 
You know, we even talked about how can you do two events in Chicago back to back and not have CM Punk at either of them? Mm -hmm. Uh, The easy answer is they're not. like you don't have to worry about that he's gonna be here <laughs> this is awesome man like and this is uh this is a huge main event that's gonna be set up here for all out like a giant giant main event cm punk john moxley AEW world championship fucking undisputed match man this is like this is crazy like to get cm punk back that i don't want to say they needed cm punk back because of chicago but it helps a lot that he's gonna be here you yeah know? leading the way for them so it's an exciting time man that was a big pop of him coming back he uh did a little bit of work to show that he's ready um it's going to be interesting you know the promos between mox and punk are gonna be insane like imagine what we're gonna imagine imagine what we're gonna be able to hear them building this match between these two the history they have both how both of them are so passionate when they cut promos this is going to be a crazy build i'm super excited about it yeah i mean if i can steal uh an argument that alvarez was making uh he talked the other day about hey, we only got a few minutes left anyway don't worry about it uh, but uh alvarez talked about the fact that you know two months ago it would have been easy just to say look cm punk is the champion we crown an interim champion as soon as cm punk comes back he resumes as champion. But Moxley's on the roll of his career mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, he is. It's not that easy anymore. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now, it's not just easy enough to be like, resume CM Punk when like, no, you can't just cast Moxley aside. Like Moxley has been doing the work since he got back in January. And his reward for it was this interim championship. He kind of deserves to be called an actual champion, a lineal champion. And so, you know, he's been saying in all his promos, I'm not the interim champion. I am the champion. So in that sense, this is no longer easy to predict anymore. Mm -mm. Because I I think, like, my gut says go with Punk in Chicago. But also, Moxley's really kicking some ass right now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... He is. He's having a great run. I'm glad that he got a second run as champion because, you know, the pandemic really kind of hindered his first reign. So I'm glad he's getting a second chance to be champion. But come on, bro. It's, it's punk season, bro. We know it's <laughs> Well, I mean, my, like, come on, like I said, my my gut feeling it's, it's is... summer of punk three, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, my, yeah. my gut says pick CM Punk, of course. But at the same time now, it's not as predictable as it would have been like a month ago. And this is now the biggest main event AEW could possibly put on. I don't think they have a bigger main event than this. Um, my, almost my, in their history. Come on, my camera is already doing the buzz. Come on, bro. You know what he time is it is, bro. dedicated to this. It is, it is Chicago Phil season, bro. Like I see somebody, somebody in the chat says Tony Khan left CM Punk more. Maybe, but his most precious commodity has been John Moxley. Like he knows that. He knows that John was the one who created the buzz for Double or Nothing. Um, you know, John, he hasn't, as much as you could say he loves, uh, CM Punk more. The fact is he hasn't cast John Moxley aside. There was a no brainer. The second that, and I tweeted it the second that CM Punk announced his injury, actually before he even announced it, when it was rumored that he had an injury, my immediate tweet was John Moxley. You got to mm-hmm. put the title on John Moxley. He's the other major babyface AEW has. And so now that we're here, 
look, man, it's it's Moxley time. I want. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know, but I know that. So this match wasn't the reason that I uh, that I went to a hundred percent on uh, all out. You'll find out why two weeks from tomorrow. But um, the. But it played a big part in it because I got already kind of booked a lot of stuff when CM Punk returned. I was just like super excited at that stage. And busy. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. I just still say the great thing about this comeback um, is the fact that Punk is still coming out and still managing to get these kind of pops. He's still managing to get us excited about wrestling. Um, We talked about the the, uh, Cena stuff earlier and... I've said more than once that Punk got me back into wrestling um, because I just was not interested in the Cena stuff. And then once he started, once he started dragging Cena, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's lit. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I wasn't watching Dynamite live when it happened, but when I saw it pop up on on my feed with from like the Bleach Report app and everywhere else that Punk is back, I was like, yo, let's go, let's go. And so just that image of them in the ring, like staring each other down. Did like, all of us miss go. it? Did all of us miss it live? Because I didn't see it live either. No, I saw uh, it live. I was sitting in my car having a father-daughter talk with my kid because uh, some stuff had happened. And uh, so I missed most of the main event live. I saw everything up to the main event, but I had to pick Veda up from her dance class. I'm sitting in the car, and Billy opens the door, and he's like, Dad, CM Punk's back! <laughs> <laughs> And yes. I was like, Veda, this talk's going to have to wait. And I ran inside. Yeah. Punish yourself. Ah, just, just such a great feeling, knowing that the, sh- the show is coming up. And it's like, you don't need anything else to build this pay-per-view now. CM Punk is back. That is your main event. Uh, and the fact that Moxley has essentially carried the main event scene for two months, you couldn't have a better, you couldn't have a better main event going into All Out. I feel like these are the top two AEW guys right now. Like, this makes all the sense in the world. It's in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, it's going to be lit. Come on, man. I'm, I'm yeah. super excited. The, the reason I'm going to be Team Mox and want Mox to get the victory is because he has been a fighting champion. I just don't know if CM Punk is going to be busy as John Moxley has been. Yeah, you I mean, Punk, I Punk, was try- Punk was trying to be, though, because, like, you know, he wrestled a match literally the Wednesday after he won the title. I think he wanted to be that champ, too. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. As a matter of fact, the best thing they could do right now, maybe not this Wednesday because this card's already full, but announce the CM Punk match for maybe the Wednesday after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if he's cleared to wrestle yet. They haven't said that, have they? I mean, that man was hopping around on that foot. I think he was uh, trying to show that he's cleared, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's it, so. it seems like he was trying to say I'm good to go, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, man, couldn't be more excited for All Out now. Um, I was still excited for All Out, but knowing that it's coming home, that title's coming back to Chicago where it belongs, <laughs> couldn't be any more excited. I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> but hey, we got Kenny this week. Like, it, I'm telling you, I said it this week, wrestling fans are eating good right now. We are Ooh. eating good right now. It's a butt. good time. Hey. hey this has been Grapsity. This has been a great addition to Grapsity. Stay with us this week. Again, subscribe to Fightful Select. Uh, and by the way, they said uh, the part of Max Headroom will now be played by Phil Lindsay. Um, <laughs> I feel like but, this, my cover is now blowing with this glitch. I, I have been a sophisticated Googlebot all this time. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we will be around this week. Subscribe to Fightful Select. 
five dollars, as uh, Sean Rossap would say. Um, and, uh, subscribe, Fightful Select. We'll be a part of Fightful Select going forward. Uh, we'll still be here every Saturday, though, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here, youtube.com slash Fightful. And, of course, check me out. I'm on Day After Dynamite every uh, Thursday uh, on youtube.com slash Fightful, 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, Righteous Bridge, what you got going on? Uh, indeed, uh, the new PWI is going to come out 500. I finished all my entries, so I'm ready for everyone to be annoying online. And, uh, yeah, it's a uh, grab city every week. I'm super excited about ask grab city. We're ready for that. Send all your questions in. Maybe we'll do a hashtag or something after this mm-hmm. to let you guys know exactly where to send them. Yep. We, uh, I, there's going to be a lot of discourse when that PWI comes out about the number one smash, smash hit. It. <laughs> Off the charts. And Philip Lindsay, what you got going on? Uh, I got an article that just came out about Ricky Starks yesterday. Um, super excited for his face turn and where this could go. Um, and I'm recording with you guys. Um, I am going to the Impact show tonight. Uh, oh, sweet. I do not have uh, media credentials. Stop saying I have media credentials to everything. I, that's, that's weird. <laughs> I, I, I still have to pay for things. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Peace, peace. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.